Blog Talk Radio.
another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the Network Five Smooth Stones. I'm Seth. How's everybody doing? A brother Seth to many of you. Hopefully everybody's doing really well. As they say, blessed and highly favored. Just want to thank everybody, all of those uh, friends and family members that have been uh, following the show for some time. Some of you have been following as long as, I guess, what, 2011? March of 2011? Just want to thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. So appreciative of those of you that have been faithful. Some of you hardly have missed the show. And speaking of those listening out there, again, my family, meaning my bloodline family, want to thank you all, the Douglas Kennedy um, family members that's been tuning in, checking out the shows as well. Well, listen, folks, tonight, tonight, it's part two, reality check. Uh, last week, I thought we did a wonderful job, I should say, the father, uh, speaking to the various callers and through some of the hosts, uh, all of the hosts, I think, at some point or another. Yes, I do believe it's not all that. I mean, I do think if we stick with the scriptures and, and, and our heart is into it, yes, the Father can use it. And I do think he did definitely speak through us. So if you didn't listen to part one, please uh, look up in the archives and follow the show um, and check out last week's part one. We talked about a lot of things last week, who we are. And a little bit, a little bit of where are we? We didn't get a chance to get into that. That's why we're doing a part two. So we want to talk a little bit about where are we, but we don't want to just dwell on a lot of the negative things going on in our, in our um, family. And uh, now when I say, again, the show is welcome to everybody, but tonight we're going to be talking about the so-called African-Americans, so-called black people in America. We're going to put the spotlight on them because this is what this show is all about. And those of you that are not a part of the so-called African-American community can really, really learn from this show tonight. You can understand better your brothers and sisters. And like Miles Monroe says, I quoted him last week, if you don't understand a thing, abuse is inevitable. A lot of people don't understand African-Americans and why they are dysfunctioning the way they do in some areas of life. Well, actually, that's not true. It's in every area of life. Looking at these people and seeing what they can do when they serve others, seeing the magic they can do, the wealth they can provide and help build for others, but not for themselves, creates a type of hatred, or should I say tempt people to hate, tempt people to disrespect these people. And yes, even in some of our white brothers and sisters, it creates Listen to me very careful, family. When you don't know the purpose of a thing, when you don't know the purpose of these people, when you don't know the the destination of these people or the calling of these people or who they are, good, those so-called white brothers and sisters, I say so-called because, you know, we don't believe in the concept of white and black on this show. There's no such thing. It's only seven nations. Anyway... When people don't understand the so-called white brothers, our white brothers and sisters, guess what happens? There is something called white supremacy that forms. They say, well, maybe they're supposed to serve us. They just seem to do better when they serve us. So this birth white supremacy. So is it no wonder a lot of Christian networks, yes, I'm calling their names out tonight, TBN, Daystar, Word Network. Is it any wonder these networks are full 
that love God. Some people say they're false ministers. I don't think they're false at all. I think they're just full of white supremacy. And if people looking at us are formulating these thoughts, what do you think African Americans are forming about themselves? This is why I say we are white supremacists as well. We don't know no better, a lot of us. Looking at our state, we don't know what's going on with us. So tonight, tonight, February 20th, 2018, we're going to be asking the questions, the hard questions that you just can't find in a lot of your mosques and a lot of your temples and a lot of your churches. We're asking, who are we? Who are we now? And where are we? In this so-called place we call America, that's a new word. U.S., United States, that's a new phrase. What is this place, according to the Bible? Could it be the whore of Revelation 17, where the nations come into her and make her destitute? Is that what's going on? Well, we're going to try our best to answer some of these questions and more. Folks, I'm telling you, this show, Five Smooth Songs, we've been doing this since 2011. We are not playing. We hit hard. Not to just for the sake of hitting hard. We just ask hard questions. want to just go ahead and say, if you're going to be on the show tonight as co-host, please press 1 on your phones. I'm going to come to you uh, very shortly. Again, if you're going to be on the show tonight, we've got a house full. Remember, the chat room is open as well. I'll get around to checking out the chat room. It's just me tonight working the board, so it might be a little slow here and there. But just know the chat room is open. You are more than welcome to chat. Ask your questions. Put a lot of question marks before. Let's go ahead and say put about three question marks before your question where it'll stand out above all the other chatting. Again, I'm Brother Seth. This is Five Smooth Stones, and and uh, and uh, guess I'm coming to you. Let me just say this real quick. A lot of you are new. I see some new numbers I've never seen. Every week that's the case. So I need to go over what Five Smooth Stones is, is in record amount of time. So listen real close. I'm going to talk a little fast tonight because we've got a lot to cover. Five Smooth Stones is nothing more than five answers. Five answers to five questions I asked the Father. Those questions were as, as follows. Back in 1988, there was a lot of people talking about God is getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man. And to me, it sounded racist. So I asked the father, what's with you getting ready to use the black man? What if, if a white man seek you, obey you, follow your word, you won't use him? So to me, it sounded racist. I asked him that question. That's one question I asked him. Another question I asked him. Actually, as I give you, give you the question, I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer or the stone. Again, there's five stones that come out of this. I found out that, y'all bear with me, I'm going a little too fast here. Let me go ahead and ask the questions, and then I'll come back and, and deliver the stones, the five stones. Here go the five questions. What's what you using the black men? I keep hearing this. You know, the next one was one world government, new world order. What is this? I'm hearing wars planned as much as 30 years or out. What's going on with this, Father? What what in the world is really going on? What is one world government? What is new world order? What is Illuminati? What is secret societies? Is this stuff make-believe? Father, I mean, this is just a fun, crawling up on his father's knee, as we all are, asking the Father what is going on. So I asked the Father, what is with this one world government? Another thing I asked the Father was, 
me. Y'all listen to me very careful. I said, I don't trust no more of these white ministers. They're, they're racist, Father. You see how they just, you know. And this was after I continued, uh, I attended a convention and heard something with um, this minister. His name is Kenneth Copeland. And he said, I got something to tell you black people, but I just can't right now. But when I tell you, I'm going to tear up this convention center. As far as I know, Kenneth Copeland never told us what that something he had was. And he also made another statement that the first is going to be last and last is going to be first. He's talking about the black man. He said it. So I wanted to know, can I understand the book of Revelation? Again, what are you, what is what you use in black people or black, the black man? And what's with this new world order when we're going? So those are three questions I asked. Another question I asked the father was, I said, Father, don't care. I don't care what color the Messiah is. He don't really care. I don't care. But I'm hearing that he was a black man. Is that true? And furthermore, was there anyone in that Bible that looked like us? This is just a regular person who's not into no black and white back then. I was just serving the father as a young man. I asked him, was there anybody in that Bible that looked like me back in 1988? The last question, I think it was last, this order may be a little off, but I'm pretty, pretty sure the last question was, can I see the world? I said, I didn't ask to be born in America. I don't trust these white people. I love them, but I don't trust them because they're full of white supremacy, and so are we. You know, so I asked the Father, can I see the world? I want to see other people, other perspectives on life, the Bible, everything. I just want to see other people's ideas. After all, America is just one idea, folks. Yes, I'm coming to you. So the Father began to reveal. And a lot of the revelations I didn't get in the United States. Not saying you can't get in the United States, but the uh, here are the answers. The stones, the five stones we talk about. I've been talking about this over 25 years, these five messages from those five questions. The revelation of who the true Jews are of the Bible. That's one of the revelations. The revelations of leprosy. If you understand leprosy, and where white skin come from, and how do we all one, and that white skin come from dark skin, black history, man, would be a joke. Most history is black. Darn near all history is black. Our white brothers and sisters is Johnny come lately. Europe wasn't always formed the way it is. I know it's big, bad, and big, bad wolf right now, but... Folks, you got to help me understand do some research. That place is very new compared to the thousands and thousands of years. John Henry Clark said it like this. Before they wrote their first book, there was many, many dynasties in Africa. He gave the number. I think it's something like 26, but I could be off. So here goes the stones. The revelation of, the, of, of who the true Jews are. The revelation of leprosy. The One World Government, New World Order. Some of you know about that. I've covered that a lot on the show. We call it. We used to do a show we called uh, New World Order Watch Society. Many of you remember that show where we talked about everything you could imagine going on in our world. The Father did come through and answer those questions. Folks, our world has been taken over. Very few elite people runs everything. America is not a democracy. Sorry. You're not voting in politicians. Sorry. Sorry. There's a lot of fake news going on. A lot of stage news going on. The brainwash. Churches are just, for the most part, 
Father, know I love his, his church and our church. I'm a part of the church. But it's very hard to get truth out of these churches. A lot of truth that really answer a lot of the questions. A lot of our churches can bring you to the Father, but that's it. They can't help you with nothing going on around you. They're impotent. Ichabod, no glory. They have no power. Or let's say it like this. They have the power because Christ is, the Father has given them the power to Christ. But they're out of the loop as to what's going on in our world. So they're ineffective, most churches. we got a pastor come on tonight, and he knows that to be true. So again, the answer was the revelation of the true Israelites, revelation of leprosy, one world government, new world order. Yes, the Father did allow me to see 24 countries. And the biggest revelation, oh, I can't forget white supremacy, we talk about white supremacy in a way you never heard. I made some statements already about it. I said we all are white supremacists. We all talk about the same school teacher. When we was in school, so was the little white kids. When we we had to pass the same test, we had to learn the same things they learned. How can you not be a white supremacist? I'm talking to black folks tonight. How can you not be a white supremacist? If you're studying and learning about Kemet or Africa or the motherland, you may be an exception by the Holy Spirit leading you, that is, because there's a lot of craziness out there. Everything about African Kevin is not correct. But if you don't that road, you can be very well restored on the process, in the process. But most of us were bought, were raised, bred, or whatever you want to call it, by white supremacist universities, schools, and yes, sadly, sadly, religious institutions. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. I want to bring on my guests. That's just a little intro, folks, of what's coming tonight. And I want to thank y'all for coming out. I'm telling you, it's a whole lot of people on this call line. Okay, Eric Code 214, you've had your hand up for a while, 716. Go ahead and give us your name, and where are you calling from? Is this one of my co-hosts? Uh, y- yes, sir. Yes, I believe. This is uh, Duck from the 12 and Duck show. I'm just stopping by to say hello, and I'm here to support you, my brother. And you're doing a great job with your five smooth stones with the five questions and five answers. I'm sure we're going to get to that, but i just let you know that I'm here and I'm supporting you. Well, folks, I appreciate that. Doug, uh, Doug call last week, and again, there's a new show I call 12 and Duck. They're a little different format than us. On this 12 and Duck show, they get it. They, 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 <laughs> I kind of wish I had the freedom they have because they talk about everything. Their show is probably X-rated at times, for real, for real. But guess what? They talk about spirituality. They talk about relationships. And I have formed their show. I have created that show. And I'm proud of that work that they're doing. Again, that's Duck. He's a professional comedian. Goes by the name of Suga, S-U-G-G-A, Daddy. And in the, ta- in the Texas area. And 12, again, the name of the show is 12 and Duck. But, uh, Duck, I really appreciate you coming on. A.K.A. Sugar Daddy, appreciate it, and uh, I'm going. I'm going to ask you to put press one once I put you on hold. You know the routine, and that way, if you want to come on later with a question, because I really want to know what you have to say about this show tonight. Okay. Okay. All right, y'all. That is, so Duck is in the house from 12, and Duck, he's not a co-host, but he's going to be listening, like many of you are already on this phone line. Let's go ahead and go to another um, another phone number, area code 682 If you're a host, go ahead and let me know. Otherwise, what is your name and city, please? I'm a host. This is Reverend Chris. Reverend Chris. Reverend Chris. All right. So Reverend Chris, the pastor's in the house. 
we just tonight go by brother and sister, so it won't be no uh, reason why I do that, uh, 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 Pastor. I call you Pastor now, or Reverend now. Not a problem, but I try to do that to scare off people. So you know, saying Pastor and, and all of this, you scare off people. But everybody, please know that this. I'm, I think I will call you Reverend Chris tonight, because that's all I can say. You don't, have, you don't have to, bro. You, you don't no, have to, no, I'm not. I'm not whatever. comfortable saying Alcee. That His first name is Alcee, but I'm, I never call him Alcee. So you probably the only one tonight we'll call Reverend Chris. And uh, but everybody else we just call him brother and sister, okay? Um, only because I just don't want to mess up your name tonight. But anyway, t- say hello to the people. How you doing? And and go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, uh, Reverend Chris, please. Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Reverend Alcee Chris Jr. I'm the senior pastor of the Lafayette Temple Church in Sunday Stop 6. Uh, we're considered or uh, called a, an Afrocentric church. We try to uh, preach the truth from the scriptures as far as who we are, whose we are, where we came from, and our great oh, man, sure heritage and, and glorious, glorious future that we have. Absolutely. And I love, I love how you said a glorious feature because tonight we're going to talk about some solutions. We're going to only hit the problem shortly, folks, tonight. So if y'all come, come on to hear a whole long laundry list of things going on in the African-American community, if I can talk tonight, you got the wrong show. We're going to hit it probably no more than about five or ten minutes, but we're going to be talking about solutions. Like you say, our glorious feature. I appreciate that. And Brother Chris, he's being a little modest, but this brother really I have a long resume, y'all. This is one of the hardest-working people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for liberation for our people. Uh, uh, Reverend Chris, that's what I know him by, has been working long, 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 long days and hours, and when nobody's around, he has these studies on Friday nights. Sometimes the studies have a lot of people. Sometimes, I mean, never a lot, but sometimes it's, it's hardly anybody, and he still have them. And we, at this study, do something, I guarantee you, very few churches do in the United States. We talk about all kinds of things. Folks, some of the times I leave that Bible study, I, I just don't know what to do because Brother Chris don't hold no punches. He, he talks, we, we have all types of presentations of what's going on with our people all over the country. I mean, stuff that will bring tears to your eyes, stuff you're not going to sometimes see in the news. I mean, uh, we just talk about deep things going on and uh, solutions. So, Brother Chris, I appreciate you ch- uh, checking us out tonight, stopping by, actually not checking us out, but being a co-host tonight. So this is one of my co-hosts. Okay, Erico 209, let's take a jet or a plane or something to fly out to California and meet with our sister. I think this is Miss Eliana. Let's see if I'm right. So, Erico 209-683. Who am I speaking with? Yes, it is, Brother Seth. And Shalom, it is Sister Eliana Batya here from Merced, California. Well, how you doing, my sister? I am blessed and highly favored of the Most High. Well, all right. All right. Well, you got a, a, a audience already, so go ahead and give us a little intro of who you are. Uh, last week I, I read the, your bio, but I want you to give us a, a, a short bio just like Pastor Chris or Reverend Chris did tonight, and uh, we'll um, take it from there. Okay. Well, good evening, everybody. Shalom, and welcome to this part two of this uh, program tonight. Um, as Brother Seth said, we're talking about some real issues in our community, who we are as the Hebrew people, the Most High, and um, where where we're at and where we're going. So I am um, actually have a congregation called Beth Shalom Mashiach up here in the Bay Area, but we, I'm sorry, not the Bay Area, I'm from the Bay Area, pardon me, uh, here in Merced, California. 
which is the Central Valley of California. And uh, also over the Internet, we I continue to minister to people and teach them. But uh, background as a realtor, uh, financial advisor, notary public, business owner. Um, like I said, I have a congregation also. Uh, mother, grandmother, you know, and uh, just trying to obey the Father in the best way. So that's my little bio, my little intro, and I'm just glad to be here tonight to share what the Father has put, you know, in our hearts and in our, um, he's put eternity in our hearts, first of all, and he's given us a vision that uh, we are going forward from this place, and I'm excited to be here tonight. So we're going to release that line back to Brother Seth. Well, thank you, my sister. Thank you, and that was beautiful. And and uh, this sister used to listen to Five Small Stone a long time ago, uh, and she, uh, I don't know if she, well, I know she had a show as well. She probably still do, and I checked out her show some time back and was blessed by it, and I say I got to have that sister in uh, my in our mix, and so that's one reason that, that inspired me to reach out to her. I see another uh, a co-host in the, in the house, so I'm going to go ahead. I think this is another co-host, so again, we'll take a bus or, or I don't know. We'll hitchhike down to Fort Worth, and I think this is the uh, apostle here, uh, Patrick Reynolds, but let's see. Okay. All right. So, Eric code eight one seven three five zero. Eric code three eight one seven three five zero. Who am I speaking with? Shalom, 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 shalom. That's peace, 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 brothers and sisters. This is uh, brother Patrick Reynolds um, with the small Hebrew Israelite congregation, the first Messianic Hebrew Israelite congregation of Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, and I'm happy to be uh, to participate in this discussion of. My favorite subject, uh, solutions to the problems of the so-called black man and black woman of America. And uh, my motto is that there is no problems, there is no problem that exists without a solution. Thank you. And this brother, again, uh, is one of the uh, brothers in the, the Friday Night Bible Study, Brother Patrick. Again, another humble one. He's not letting us know everything he's doing. This brother is very, very, very busy out in the community. Uh, oftentimes with a bullhorn, you can find him in the black community, in the communities where a lot of people will not go, won't go, scared to go. And there he is doing his thing. Um so, Brother Patrick Reynolds, I have a lot of respect for. He also go by the name of Apostle Patrick Reynolds. I did want to correct one thing because he's kind of new to this area, and I don't think he knew this, but he is absolutely not the first Hebrew Israelite congregation. There is a sister we used to attend her church a long time ago, and she has a, I don't know if she stays on, on TV, but it's a pastor, a female pastor. There's another brother I met from uh, one of the one of the Hebrew Israelites on YouTube. And a uh, big organization. He he had a little fellowship, I think, going on here. So, and keep in mind, uh, brother Patrick, uh, 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 sister Eliana, and uh, of course, uh, Reverend Chris. There's a lot of closet Hebrew Israelite churches, meaning they don't make it a big deal, but they do preach it in their pulpit that African Americans are one of the lost tribe. They just don't hit it on all. They talk about salvation, other things, because I think they're a little scared. But that's true. I'll give you one right now. The Church of God in Christ. Have churches that's been here, uh, Brother Patrick, for many, many, many years. Bishop Mason originally taught we were of Israel. Did you know that? Yes. Uh, 
but if I may uh, add, if I may say, uh, uh, when I say uh, the first Messianic Hebrew Israelite organized congregation of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, I mean that's that's continuously uh, meeting outside in a public in a public uh, arena, not not necessarily like in a house or things like that, but in a public uh, yes, yes, sir. church yes, building, church. Uh, but 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 I'm talking about like meeting on the Sabbath, uh, on the Sabbath on the Shabbat, uh, and yeah, uh, actually keeping. This is good news to you. Yeah. I hope this is good news because that means you got some co-laborers out there. But Sister Roundtree is serious. Her sons, one of them is pastor, uh, a rabbi. Y'all are gonna love this. Uh, oh, uh, I just had his name. Uh, Stoudemire. Stoudemire. NBA legend Stoudemire is in, in Israel. Folks, we got a lot of people that believe this revelation and is doing things about it. One of them is uh, Stoudemire, the, the NBA basketball player. I can't think of his first name. I think it's Ronaldo or something like that, Stoudemire. But anyway, he has millions of dollars invested in Israel, and he believes we Israelites. And one, his, his, his rabbi mentor is Sister Roundtree's son, the pastor. She pastored, she had a church over there for 820, and yes, they met on the Shabbat. So I just want you to know that it's, 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 uh, you're doing a great job, brother, like I was saying, and I hope you're encouraged to know you're not the only one out there. So anyway, folks, let me go ahead and do what I've been doing every single week. I try to do this, and brother, I do mean that. I hope that's great news to you. Uh, that we not out here by ourselves, because sometimes it do seem like we are the only one. It's just not a lot of them, brother. I would say this. There's nobody I know with a bullhorn that's going in and out of black communities, east side, west side, north side. What, what side of town have you not been on, brother? <laughs> I can't think of any side of town in the greater football area that I haven't been on. Yeah, like I was saying, this brother is all over the place, and, I, and kudos to you because... I keep saying I'm going to get with you, but I'm I'm doing, I'm not, you know, it's a little, um, that's why I got to quit procrastinating and get, get out there get out there with you. But anyway, folks, that's Brother Patrick Rounds, and he's going to be another co-host tonight. So we got three that's going to be co-hosting tonight, Reverend Chris, Sister Eliana uh, Batyan from Merced, California, all the way from California. And I was going to get another sister, but she was not able to. So we'll see if she changes her mind. But she something came up. We'll see. Anyway, let me go ahead and read the show's description. I typed this earlier. I sent this to many of you, uh, all types of ways, email, text. Earlier, I typed this and sent this out to quite a few people. Five Smooth Stones present Reality Check Part 2. Part, week, part 1 was last week. Welcome again to this Black History Special Tuesday, February 20th, 2018. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Join Brother Seth, his guest, Sister Eliana Batya, Brother Patrick Reynolds, also Alcee Chris, Pastor Alcee Chris, and others on Five Smooth Stones as they discuss the true state of African Americans. Let's do a reality check. The Father never abandoned this great people. And yes, we are great. His love is all around us. Great news tonight. We share victory reports and ways out of this oppression, really bondage, in these United States. The truth is often stranger than fiction. I'm going to say that again. The truth is often stranger than fiction, Sister Eliana. What I like to do, and then I went on to say to call the phone line and all of that, but Sister Eliana, do my favor. I want you to, because I really want to start, I want 
people to understand that they're not just cursed. Because we're about to hear some curses and talk about how we know we Israel just a little bit and the state of our people. Spend a little bit more time on that, maybe no more than about 15 minutes. But then we want to really get solutions. So tonight is a solution-based show. I want, if you don't mind, you to kind of start this out. Then I'll come to Brother Cur- uh, 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 Reverend Chris and then Brother Patrick. I want you to tell me some uh, his, uh, 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 just a victory report because some people have been asking me, brother, we just curse, 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 and can't get out of this, and just curse, curse, curse. And I've tried to share with them that Christ, the most powerful being ever walked this earth, came to his nation, the same nation as we're talking about, Israel. Because we believe, folks, on this line, the three of uh, our guests tonight, we're all on one accord. We believe we are Israel, people of the Bible, bloodline. Now, yes, the Father... It's not, it's not, how can I say it? He is looking for the spiritual Jew, those whose hearts have been circumcised, those that follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob from the heart, and not so much biological Israel. Otherwise, we would have never been in this situation in the first place. He's not just interested in who is a Jew physically. So you don't have some morons on the line tonight. I shouldn't say morons, but you don't have some unlearned people on the phone tonight, on the phone tonight just glorying who they, who they are in the flesh. We understand. I'm setting this thing up, y'all. Bear with me. We understand the Father's looking for those whose heart has been circumcised, those who have him on the throne in their life. We understand that the flesh profited nothing. We understand that he came for Israel. They didn't follow him. They didn't obey him. We understand that from their rejection, the Gentiles was engrafted in. We understand that now it's about the spiritual Jew. But remember, in Romans 8, he is not done away with Israel, natural, biological Israel. There's a special work he's going to do with bloodline Israel. So tonight y'all going to hear a lot of curses, 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 curses. And somebody's going to think, man, are we just cursed? Well, like I was just going to say, the Messiah came to this nation operating in curses. And when he left, they were still operating in curses, meaning they didn't have their nation. They weren't ruling. No, they weren't. They were still in bondage when he left. But those that seek him in spirit, that turn to him in spirit, that's where the freedom came. There's over, there's thousands of promises to those that obey the scriptures. There are promises, precious promises for us if we in our household live for him, even in the middle of this bondage. So, Sister Eliana, you, you're very, I love how you speak. You're always was so articulate last week. So, could you share with the listeners about these curses in your own household? I mean, are, are we just curse, curse, curse according to you? According to the scripture you've learned? Now, no, absolutely not. We, there was a curse, and we are the product, the end product of what our forefathers failed to do. That's why we're here in the United States of America. That's why we're scattered in every country. But the Father has made a promise to us um, that we would be redeemed and restored if we returned to him and kept his commandments. So I want to say it like this. In Nehemiah, when Nehemiah prayed, he said, um, I'll start in verse 5. He was very, very sad because he was in the diaspora as well. 
he was under bondage. They were, you know, taken captive. But he was worried about Israel proper and the, the land and what was going on in the land and the, the temple had been destroyed, the land had been destroyed, and the walls had been broken down. So in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 5, I'll start there. It says, and I said, I prayed, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your commandment and mercy to those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now day and night for the children of Israel, your servants. And confess the sins of the children of Israel which have sinned against you. Both my father's house, sin. This is Nehemiah praying. And he's praying for his father's house and for himself and for his nation. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. But he, but he brings the Most High into remembrance. In verse 8, he says, remember, I pray, the word you commanded your, so, your servant Moshe, saying, if you are faithful. Now, this is to all of us listening on the line. This is just for us as well. If you are faithful, I will, if you, I'm sorry, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. That he did. But, he said, yes, he if you return to me. All of us here now listening and our families and our children and our husbands and our wives, if you're a man, if we return to him and keep my commandments and do them. This is what the Most High said to Moses. Though some of you were cast out to the furthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I've chosen as the, a dwelling for my name. Now, he says in verse 10, now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Lord, I, oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name and let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, which is the king. So that promise he made to, to Moses, that if we would return, even though the Lord chastised us, even though he put curses upon us, but the Father is merciful, he's gracious, he's kind, he's loving, he's our Father, and he loves us. So what he said was, when we return to Hold on, Sister Eliana. Hold on. You said when we would return. Those your last words, so we can hear you. Hold on a second. Go ahead. You said when we return. Go ahead. But he said it, when we return to him and keep his commandments and do them. See, that's what the father. If any any parent, do we have to look at this thing realistically? Those of us who have children. And I see a hand raised. Uh, hold on, Sister Eliana. I see a hand raised. Erico six seven eight five five nine. Just stay tuned. We'll come to you. Uh, we just like to give. Um, we got. When I see a hand raised, we just interrupt everything, Sister Eliana. I hope you didn't mind. Okay. Go right ahead, though. 
No, I don't mind it because what I was saying is that when we have those of us who have children, we love our children, don't we? But when we tell yes, we them do. to do something, all we're at when we tell them to do something, all we want them to do is what we told them to do. We get mad at them and chastise them not because we don't love them anymore, but because of their disobedience. Now, the scripture says, if we being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more the Father who created us, who created the heavens and the earth, he, lo- he really loved his people. And all, this is all I've seen throughout this entire scripture is obedience. The, the Most High is looking for obedience. Hold on, hold on. Somebody's lying. Watch, watch it. Please meet us if you're not talking right now. But go ahead, Cecilia. Eliana, wrap it up. So that's what I'm saying. So the Father is just looking for obedience out of his people. So why are we here? Our forefathers were disobedient. This is the fruit of what he said would happen. What does the Most High want to do? Gather us back up into his arms, brood over us when we're obedient. That's That's all it's about. So, no, we're not continually under curses. The Father is looking for obedience. Okay, let me let me say, ask you a couple questions real quick, and I'm going to bring up uh, again, Pastor Chris, Reverend Chris. All right, check this out. Uh, I'm serious because people heard that last week, and we scared some people, I'm sure, and they was like, wait a minute. So we just saying African Americans just curse, curse, curse. Because folks, we do a little backwards. Normally we we'll talk about the curses, and then when you feel all hopeless, we talk about the the the, the, the blessings at the end. We gotta do it. We gotta tell you right now before we start saying all these things that the scripture says is going to happen to us as a nation of people. And I know some of you say, well, wait a minute, you know, ignorance is bliss. No, you need to hear what the Father is saying is going to happen to us and and is happening to us. Some of y'all don't even know what is happening to us right now. You need to know our true state as Israel. As the, folks, your last name is not Turner Johnson Miller. That name don't fit where they got you from. Stay tuned, please, for Sister Eliana. So when the scriptures say something like, if you pray in faith, believe, and you shall receive. It was in line? Absolutely not. If it say, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in this of the sea, and not doubt in your heart, anything you speak, if you believe it, it shall happen, was it lying? It wasn't lying. When it talks about the righteous living again, was it lying? No, it wasn't. Okay. I, I, I wanted to ask you that. Those scriptures right there represent hope for us. So I just wanted to ask you that. Were you going to say something else really quickly, and then I'm going to go to Brother Pastor Chris? No, I'm done. Go ahead to Pastor Chris. All right, Pastor Chris, I'm going to ask you uh, uh, some of the same questions, and then I want you to give us your victory report or how you have victory in the middle of this obvious captivity of our nation, of our people. This, while we, it should be our home, we're dying in wars, paying taxes, it should, America should be our home, but it's not, because there's no peace, not for us, not for our kids, we fear for our kids, we fear for our old, we fear for our young ones, that's not so with the white community, so-called whites, so we, it should be our home, but it's not, we know that it should be, and we also know, based upon this conversation, that we have a home in Israel. Everybody's from the motherland, folks. So when y'all start hollering, some of y'all start hollering about, oh, we from Africa, brother, y'all misguided people. Listen, all of us, all nations is from Africa. That was mom and papa home. But we went there. At the Tower of Babel, we was 
scattered throughout the four corners because of this language barrier. And these nations begin to get certain prophecies. The Father say, you I like, you I don't like, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to curse you because y'all did this, y'all did this. So based upon their behavior, there were certain blessings and curses to operate, not just certain unique the way the Father dealt with him, I'm not going to say blessing and cursing like the Israel or something, but he dealt with every nation a little bit different. So, Brother Chris, I'm saying to you, when the Scripture says things like this, that those of you that are sick, call for the clergy and let them lay hands on the sick. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. Is that for 2018, Brother? It's forever. As long as we are All right. People, when the Bible says, that's, that's hold, on, hold on, I just want a yes or no, and then I want you to do your thing. Uh, when the Bible okay. says two or more are gathered in my name, if two or more are gathered in my name, there I'm in the midst. Is that true? Yes or no? True. When the Bible says that we have been made one with Christ, that we share the very righteousness, the Bible says he that is joined in Christ is one spirit. The Bible says there's such a thing called the body of Christ. We're all his, and we've been made righteous, that righteous is a gift. Is that true? Well, it depends on who you're addressing. I, I would have to really get more information on that. Okay. All right, let me give you another one. When the Bible says this, when the Bible says Okay, when Ananias and Sapphira, okay, I don't want to get too deep. I tell you what, go ahead with what you have to say, victory. Victory in your life in the midst of this captivity. What has the Father done for you where you can offer hope to people in the midst of this captivity? Well, you know, if you go to, you know, in Scripture we talk about a lot, Deuteronomy 28. And, you know, it doesn't start off with curses. It starts off with blessings. But it starts off with blessings if you are obedient. And it talks about you will be blessed in the city. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. Your flocks will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you go out. When you're coming in, you'll loan to many and borrow from none. It's very, very positive. But then the disobedience is about two-thirds as long as being obedient. And it really describes, if you really look at our history, it really, you know, it's almost you can't deny that this prophecy has been done unto us. And right. so what gives, now, me, what gives me hope, go ahead. Go, now, that is for our nation, and you're absolutely right. We talked about that last week, and you wasn't on, so I got to help you here. We talked about what is going to be on our nation, the, those blessings up on our nation. But I'm talking about individually, folks at the
when we're, we're not, Moses said, when I die, family, in France, this is how we know we're operating the curses. The Bible says, Moses said, when I die, y'all going to be a stiff-necked nation. You're going to be disobedient when I die. Well, he died. He did. Israel has become a stiff-necked nation. That's why we have our four parents and us are going through what we're going through. So my question to to, to, to the panel tonight and uh, is operating in these curses as a nation, is there hope for individual families if they're obedient and they follow the father laws? Yes, I do believe that, that, you know, as a family and as, as, as an individual, if you follow God's laws, that all of the promises that he made will come upon you. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to share personally some victories you've had walking in Babylon, how you was able to defeat those those that rule over us, uh, oppressors, uh, people that, 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 you know, and again, are we gonna, I'm, I'm not playing tonight, okay? Folks, when we say oppressors, I don't believe that every single white person is oppressing us. I'm going to say that right now. It's just ludicrous. I'm talking about the powers that be. Whites right now in this country is those in power, and they are oppressing us. There is no qualms about it. And I'm coming to you uh, of the, with, the, with the gentleman holding his hand up. I think I know who that is. We're coming to you after Brother Chris. I just have to get these. Actually, I'm coming to you after I get the co-host all to just address this, please, if you don't mind. So, Brother Chris, go ahead and just, again, share blessings in your life uh, 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 because, again, our, our enemy, our oppressor, is not so much, I, this is my, I'm speaking, you can tell it your way, but I don't believe it's so much a people as it is a prophecy. It's what we, what the Father said he would do to us if we're disobedient, and we are disobedient. He said I would call this people from the north. He said that they would change the times. He said that they would oppress us in all thy gates, which means in all thy ways. He said we would work for them and not enjoy our labor. He said they would take our men's captive. Now they're doing their job. Now they're going to be cursed. They're going to be. They're going to be punished because they're taking it too far. But really, make no qualms about it. If we obey, as a nation. They're gone. So I just want you to quickly share in like two minutes victory in your life over this system, please. Uh, okay. One time I worked for a major pharmaceutical company, and they discriminated against me, and I took them to the EEOC. Now, even though this is a multinational, I mean, internet, yeah, multinational company, um, they lost. They lost, and, you know. It was it wasn't the easiest thing to do. It you know it caused some difficulty for me, but in the end, I won because I feel that God was on my side. I felt that you know people who mess over God's people, they they usually lose because God is not going to let let anybody mess over His children if you're in the right. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. All right, brother. Patrick, coming at you next. The scripture says, the scripture says, brother Patrick, about the believer, that though our outward man perish, our inward man is being renewed day by day. Is that true? Let me make sure his line is open. Hold on a second, brother Patrick. He's yes, on yes, 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 that's true. Okay, thank 
thank you for muting me again, I guess, because we had a little noise. If y'all can mute me when you're not on. Okay. So, Brother Patrick, you said it is true that when the Scripture says, though our outward man perish, I mean, every day our flesh is craving sin and perishing, our inward man is renewed day by day. You believe that? Yes, sir. Is there life after death, Brother Patrick, for the believer? Yes, sir. Can we have the victory in this life, in America, in Babylon, under Trump? Yes, sir. Okay, in go Christ, ahead and share yes, testimonies, sir. testimonies, of, of actual testimonies you got while serving in this Babylonian captivity, I call it, in America. The whore, Revelation 17's whore, my belief. Go ahead, brother. Okay, let me see. Uh, um, well, well, I believe that when I was being uh, uh, harassed by the police, uh, uh, the most I protected me from being harmed. Uh, and I believe it's because I was, uh, I've been walking in obedience to his commandments in Christ. Okay. Uh, and I believe that, you know, I, I believe that this divine favor was over me because in that particular city, it's known in Texas as very uh, prejudiced and racist. And uh, uh, I was just coming back from a, a job, and, uh, you know, they really came out in force against me. But uh, But I prayed and and the most I remember my obedience and, uh, you know, they end up apologizing to me and all that stuff, you know. So okay. that's my testimony. Okay. Well, so let me ask you this. Now, this brother is saying that he was actually protected. Do you believe in angels, brother? Yes. Yes, sir. I certainly do. What, what are the angels doing on the earth as far as the believers concerned? I'm talking about those. Right now, again, uh, human family listening to us tonight, because I know y'all going to be, all ethnic groups is going to be listening to this show. There's always been the case. Again, we're talking about African Americans. That's the spotlight on us. Okay, not ignoring any other people, but we're just simply trying to see what is going on with our people. Now, this brother just said he was protected from some ruthless law enforcement. I want to ask him a question. Along the, 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 the beliefs of protection, there's also something called angels. I'm saying, do you believe in angelic protection for the believer? Yes, sir. Okay, so folks, listen. This brother, Patrick Reynolds, Reverend Chris, Sister Eliana Badia, Brother Seth Turner, all believe in Israel. Because of the way we're living our life. Even when we're acting a complete fool as a nation, we're prophetic. We're Hebraic. I'm talking about when, when the vast majority of us do stuff. I'm not talking about some knucklehead, do one, uh, one person do something crazy. I'm talking about African Americans, we do stuff collectively as a people. It's in the Bible. I'm sorry if your minister's not telling y'all this. We are Israelites. Now, my Kimmin brothers and sisters, brothers from Africa, they, they want to holler, hey, man, y'all, you know, we're from the motherland. Yeah, we're from the motherland. Well, brother, we didn't stay there. 
We all from the motherland. We collected. Do everybody agree on this line? We're from the motherland. Let's go down and let's do a roll call. Sister Eliana Abadia, do you believe we're from the motherland? Absolutely. Uh, Brother Chris, Pastor Chris, do you believe we are from the motherland? No doubt. Brother Patrick, do you believe we're from the motherland? When you say motherland, are you referring to the continent of Africa? Africa, the continent. Yes. And when I say Kimmy, I'm talking about the whole place. I know there's somebody talking about just Egypt, but let's just make it clear. Africa, the, the new name. Are we from Africa? As far as where the original people were. Okay, yes. Wherever the original people were, uh, yes, we are from that land. All right. So those of you that's in Egyptology, listen very closely. We know that. We agree. But you know and I know that we left that land. You know the place called Tower Babel where we were scattered based upon language barrier. Now, there was a people that come out of that, that, that massive group of people from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the 12 sons. And now what I would like to do, since we all, y'all, uh, our, our listeners are very clear that we believe that you're just not cursed, 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 your individual houses, but this nation, make no qualms about it, we all agree, is operating under those curses at this moment. The good news is it's coming to an end even for the nation. Two conversations going on here. Curses on the household, curses, when I say household, I mean individuals, and curses on a nation. Two different conversations. We understand we're operating on the curse, and we agree as a nation. We got that. It, but we still think it's just, that's ending. But individually, the Father has not abandoned you, baby. A sister, a brother. And I think that's why this movie... It's so popular with our people because it, it represents hope. But let, let me go into the phone lines. I got someone been holding for a very long time. And I want to apologize to him. We normally don't do that to our callers. Uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, press one on your phone. I'll bring you in. Hopefully, a little bit faster news, brother. But Erico six seven eight five five nine. Go ahead with who you are and what city. Uh, good evening, actually, brother Seth. This is brother Ellie Shure. I actually wasn't calling in just as a caller. I was actually. <laughs> Fulfilling your invitation to be as one of the co-hosts for the show tonight because I couldn't make it last week as a result of a dental oral surgery. So uh, you can bring me up to date just what it is you want me to do. <laughs> well, I didn't really reach out there as a co-host just them. because we, that's when I went and got, went and got Brother Chris. But i tell you what, uh, I would like for you to just hang on the line if you could, but I just want us to be able to all – share a lot tonight, but brother, I'll tell you what, let's do this, I'm going to switch right here on the spot, spot, this brother has uh, for many years contributed to Five Smooth Stone, and yes, I will, uh, didn't send out an invitation as a co-host, but brother, you can definitely be a co-host tonight, it's not a problem, okay, but I want these other co-hosts to kind of lead out if you don't mind, so if you don't mind, but go ahead and tell us blessings, blessings happening in your life, Brother LSU. You've been around. This brother and I, again, if y'all been listening to Five Smooth Stones, you don't know who Brother LSU is. I don't know what to tell you because he is one of, when I say Five Smooth Stones, I'm really talking about this brother. Okay, he and I and lots of other people. But Brother LSU, when we did the show last week, a lot of people were saying, What's with these curses? Are we just cursed all the time? Obviously, we don't want, like Moses said, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, these things are going to be upon you forever. When I look at these curses, 
of blessings. There is nobody living out the blessings for sure. No nation can claim Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, I think, through 13, but 14 through 68, like Pastor Chris was saying, we're living these scriptures out. We was the only one put in slaves as a nation taken somewhere. We're the only ones who have sons that have massively have been put in prison. Uh, young, young men, you will not father your children. You know, our nation is led by women. I mean, we're living out these curses like Cinderella as a nation. Again, not individually if you're obedient. And not your household if you're obedient. What kind of father would do that? So, Brother Elishua, a.k.a. Brother Gary Ellison, are you... Okay, well, what can, I, what can I say? You have a background with us. Go ahead and just share, please, please, blessings in your life, even in captivity. Well, um, I think, you know, I'll listen to the question that you were asking each host and their response to the question. <clears throat> um, and if you would, Seth, because you want to, you want, I think what your objective is that in the midst of the fact that we are a people <clears throat> who have been historically cursed as a result of our disobedience, that now the question is where we are today <laughs> and who are we as a people and how do these curses impact us as we are situated in a captive land? That being so, I just want to read five verses of scripture from one chapter, and you touched on it. And I think it's very significant <laughs> that people understand this. And that is this Romans 11. I say, then, hath Elohim cast away his people? Elohim forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. <laughs> and this is Paul speaking. Elohim hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What know you not what the scripture says of Elias, how he maketh intercession to Elohim against Israel? But they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I let alone <coughs> seek my life. But what saith the answer of Elohim unto him? I reserve for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, now remember, I'm reading the scripture that was, writ that was, that was written possibly in 90 of the Christian era of the first century. And this is what this man said then while living in, in occupied Judea. But what said the answer of Elohim unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of El. Even so, at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace there is no more of works, otherwise grace is no more grace. But if we be of works, then it is no more grace, otherwise it is no more works. My victory simply this. Uh, from the moment I was born again, and I was born again while incarcerated in the Texas Department of Human Corrections, I have understood almost from the inception of my regenerated life that I was not in a religion, but I was in a kingdom. And that kingdom, when we talk about the, the, what we've been talking about is Israel, Israel was set up to be a physical prototype of a kingdom that was to come. And we are in that kingdom, the kingdom of the Most High. So all uh -huh. that you read in regards to the New Testament as what the scripture declares to us, regardless of whether we're in bondage, because we are still of another kingdom, we are not citizens of this, but we have what you would call a physical citizenship and a spiritual citizenship. When the scripture says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, when the scripture says that there is no weapon formed against us that can prosper, when the scripture says that I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health, well, I'm in the kingdom now. So all of that is 
eligible. All of that I benefit from now. And my life, from the moment I have been born again, I have seen the most high move in ways that people couldn't even imagine. I've seen the most high usurp and, over and overthrow government procedures just so that his will for my life could be done. When I was at ORU, I was on parole, so I could not attend ORU while being on parole. They literally sent me home. I came home that Thursday. I talked with my parole officer. She said, you're asking for something that takes a year to done, just the process, and you want me to do it overnight. I said, well, you're not doing it. I just asked you to make the call. And I said, and while you call, I'm going to pray. So she went in another room and she called, and I was praying. She came back out, and my prayer was, Father, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth. And my life is on earth, and in my life, even as you decreed in the heavens. So I think I'm for following your will. So when the lady came uh-huh. in, if you have to pull rank, you do what you do. So when she walked back in the room, the parole officer said, I don't know what kind of praying you do, but you just stepped into a miracle because the only person who in the office who could approve this was the supervisor, and she said that she would do it tomorrow morning based upon what you're trying to achieve. That's one of thousands of testimonies, not hundreds, thousands of testimonies. I told you and, last and, and, uh, If I, I could jump in here real quick, brother, if I could jump in here real quick, mm-hmm. we really, this brother right here, I, I mean, Sister Eliana, I know by, you know, the blog, and, and y'all heard her last week do brilliantly what she do. And uh, uh, I want you, Sister Eliana, mention Beth, tell us a little bit about Beth Shalom a little later on. But uh, this sister, y'all heard Sister Eliana, y'all heard Pastor, uh, I mean, uh, Chris, well, you You've heard Pastor Chris just now talk of miracles in his life, and Brother Patrick Reynolds, I'm sure he'll probably mention more. We want to continue to lift up hope for our people tonight. Now, uh, but this brother here, Brother Elisha and I, we've cast our demons together. When I say cast our demons, I don't mean we just pray for people and say, you know, there's a press and say, okay, go on your way. We're talking about situations where sane-looking individuals like you that's listening to me right now, something happens and something takes over their bodies. They don't want it to. They didn't come to the service for that reason. They're business owners. I know one particular person, they are very successful. Well, I don't know if they're successful, but they're a business owner in D.C. right now. I don't call their name out, but this brother was there when that's, when, when the when the discerning of spirit happened and I mean, we're not talking about one or two cases. This brother here is involved with healings. I mean, we can say some things that would scare some people. Our God reigns. Our Elohim reigns, people. No, we're not just cursed. Our nation is cursed. Look at it. Look around us. There's no joke about that. Our nation is operating under curse. But... You, if you know the Father, you make him head of your life, you obey his laws, he promised to protect you. Protect you. Does, that, does that mean you won't slip up and things go wrong? I'm not, we're not saying that. If you disobey as a, as a believer, you're going to suffer the consequences in this life. Believers can go to jail. Believers can be sick. Believers can die early. Believers can have way with children. Yeah, all that stuff is in the church. But you show me somebody that's obeying the Father and they got a perfect heart, meaning their heart is after the Father. You know, I, I always have perfect ways if your heart is right. We're talking about a heart thing tonight. So, folks, let's just kind of lay this on the table right now. Yes, we believe. We are, we can be blessed individually in our household if we obey the Father. 
But that's not what's going on with our 40 million people. That's not what's going on with our 40 million people. Who's that want to get in there? Yeah, Brother Seth, (laughs) on the issue of of cursing, let's be clear. We corporately, as a people, are cursed. But once you are born again of the Spirit, you've been regenerated into the kingdom in which the Israel was supposed to be a prototype of that which is to come and we are now part of, it simply put, the scripture is real clear. And I know a lot of Israelites disagree with this, but I'm not concerned about opinion, but what the truth said, and the scripture clearly says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And all the cursings that you read from Deuteronomy 28 are the curses of the law. So you cannot be cursed and blessed at the same time. So what the reality is is that we're allowing people, we're allowing people who are not in the kingdom to dictate the argument and to set the narrative when the scripture should should be the one that dictated. And the scripture clearly says that Christ has uh, uh, shot, Mashiach has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So even though we as a nation are corporately, we as a nation are corporately cursed. Because I have subjected myself to the kingdom, I no longer walk in those curses personally to my effect. And that's what a lot of people Amen. have a problem accepting because they want us to continue to walk under the curses. And one last thing. No, we are not from the motherland if you're referring to Africa is from the motherland. We are from Canaan. And as a matter of fact, there is no African diaspora because everybody that you claim that are in these lands are a result of the European transatlantic slave trade, and those people are Israel. Okay, now let me ask you something on that because I want us to be on one accord. We don't have to necessarily agree, though, but when you say Canaan land, you know people from that north, south of Canaan came from the motherland. I mean, people came from that, what we call Africa today, up to Canaan land. You know that, right? Okay, here's the thing. When you talk about Canaan land, the reality is this, is that North Africa, uh, what we call Salem or what we call Israel today, proper, did was a portion of the continent of Africa. It was called North Africa before the Suez Canal. But what you're talking about, now we're dealing with apples and oranges because we've always referred to it as the Middle East. Do you understand that Israel is the middle of the world? It's the center of the world. That's why come that land would always be a, a cup of trembling until the people he designated to come and inherit that land and be in that land. But the reality is when these people talk about cometism, first of all, let's be clear about that. We're talking about something that's clearly identified as, 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 as centered around Egypt. But when we talk about the whole of Africa, no. We are not, and there is no African diaspora because there was never an African that was made to scatter from their homeland as a result of persecution of being pushed out. Those people who were in Africa, we were just sojourning. Our native land is Israel. Our native land is Canaan. So all the people okay, who are okay. in Brazil, yeah, all the people okay. who are in Brazil and all these places, these people are Israelites. The Israelites make up the fourth largest population in the world. Following what? Okay. African, real quick, last thing, Africans, Chinas, Indians from India, and Israelites. Those are the four largest populations in the world. All right. Can, now, y'all, y'all, hold on a second. Hold on a second because I'm not going to turn this into that, for real. Y'all heard the brother? I disagree. Three of us disagree, and that's it. 
I just that's not what the show is about. But I need him to say that because y'all see, this brother and I we don't agree on everything. So that was pretty good. Y'all saw how vehemently we disagree. Guess what? We like that in a lot of areas, but we all agree we Israel. So this ain't no little old little 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 club little cult. No, we're men. You're gonna hear probably more disagreement. But what you're gonna hear agreement on tonight, and I'm really glad that happened for real. <laughs> Welcome to Five Smooth Stones. That's Brother LSU. I'm Brother Seth. Y'all, we've been doing this since 2011. Y'all, if you've been listening to our shows, you know that's what happened. I disagree with him. There's too many, and I'm gonna say with Dick Gregory saying I'm dropping. <laughs> Dick Gregory say civilization started in Africa. The animals never left. Ain't no animals all in Canaan. So that's just me. I'm a little host. I could do that. But listen, I don't want to spend too much time because people tune in to hear what I read earlier, that show description. Brother Ellis, thank you for that. Y'all go research it. You heard him. Go research it. Okay? It's just all we can say about that. But listen, I want to switch gears because some people tune in. They don't know who they're saying. What are y'all talking about with Israel? They didn't hear part one. I know some people I invited. They didn't hear part one. They don't know what we're talking about. But we just wanted to let them know, before we start painting this really gloomy picture about African Americans, we wanted you to know you don't have to operate in what we're about to talk about. What are we about to talk about, Brother Pastor uh, Reynolds? I mean, Brother Reynolds, I know he's going to say so. I'm going to let you actually start out in, in, in respect for you. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, and they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, and they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, shall be upon thee forever in thy seed. I'm going to quote it the way it reads. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder and upon thy seed forever. That's what did it for me. Land across the bay in Columbus, Ohio. I saw this verse and say, wait a minute. 1991 is, is included in forever. Let me read it again. Let me read it again. And they, these blessings, Israel, Moses upon the mountain, he's talking to the authentic bloodline, the real Jews. And he's saying, this is what's going to happen to you forever. Well, family and friends, human family, if y'all want to know who the Jews are, you studious, you tune into Five Smooth Stone, you want to know who the Jews are, what's going on with African Americans, listen to what Moses says. And these blessings are going to be upon you forever, or the curses. And he started naming them. Again, the scripture goes through Deuteronomy 20, verse 46. I'm repeating this for a reason. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. I hear a little noise in the background. If anybody got any noise in the background, please meet me until you talk. Folks, listen, if you want to know who a real Jew is, you can't trust DNA. It's controlled by white people, wicked white people. Powerful white people. Can't trust it. Moses is telling you right now how to identify the Jews. Look for these blessings on the nation or look for these curses on the nation. And some people say, well, we all a nation. What are y'all talking about? We're all Americans. No. The Father said wherever Israel is at, they are not a part of that nation. They are his. He's going to send them into captivity. One of the curses in Deuteronomy 28 says that I will scatter you among the four corners. Israel is out of... It's in exile, folks. It's not in Jerusalem. It's not in Israel. Israel has been exiled. Now, I've got some brothers and sisters in Demona that claim the same thing that we're Israel, and I go visit them uh, about eight years straight. I went to go hang out with them. I know all a lot of them, not all of them. I know a lot of them, but my niece lives there right now. 
based upon me going so much. But that's not when the father said, like LSU was talking about that remnant coming back. That's not that. They're going before our time, and they, they are operating under the same curse. It's really there because, I mean, they have a better life than we do, but that's not the return, believe me. 1948 Christians was not the return of the Jews. The Bible said 19, that when Israel returned to the land, they're going to come from all four corners. But Brother Patrick Reynolds, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, these blessings and curses are going to be upon us forever. What? How do you know we Israel? What did it for you? What made you see that African Americans is, is, is indeed one of those lost tribes of Israel? How, how do you know? And then for CLR, we'll come to you next. Well, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's really uh, it's just pointed out in Deuteronomy 28 chapter, uh, the verse that particularly caught my attention was the 68 verse. Uh, that particular verse right there really stood out to me because it it, it prophesied about the transatlantic slave trade that would uh, later on occur. That was the nail in the coffin to me right there. Um, and knowing that that scripture was backed up, that prophecy was backed up by a preponderance of historical facts, you know. Uh, but uh, if I can just pick it, pick it back, pick it back just a little bit about uh, about uh, you know us as individuals being blessed, uh, while the nation is cursed. Uh, if you remember during the Babylonian captivity, uh, Daniel and the Hebrew boys, they was blessed with positions of authority in the Babylonian Empire. But even though the Most High was blessing them in their captivity, as a nation, they was yet cursed because they was not in the land of Israel and they was not... Uh, 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 because the very fact that they was out of the land in captivity as a nation, even though they was being blessed by the Most High in captivity, uh, individually, as families, they was blessed, but still as, as a nation, they was on a curse because they were still in captivity. And even when Yahweh or okay. uh, Jesus came, and even after he died on the stake of the tree of the cross, uh, and even after he gave authority to to the twelve, and even when he had ascended on high and left left the hundred and twenty disciples, empowered them or endued them with power from on high, and even though the believer was given the power to be an overcomer, and uh, they were still to a certain degree under a curse because they were still being ruled by another. Uh, nation, but individually, right. of course, they was blessed. Individually, we are blessed. You know, individual, we, individually, we are blessed. Just like when the police stopped me, uh, he stopped me because he's still associating me with with the rest of my people. But the Most High gave me favor, where I sh- wouldn't have to suffer the fate that most young black men and women face when they're stopped and harassed by police. So I just wanted to bring that out. Okay. And I want to just kind of add to what the brother was saying. Uh, 
Well, actually, I wanted to add this uh, uh, to pretty much what I was saying earlier, folks. Again, I talk to people like this about what Brother Patrick was just talking about. We we talk all the time to to, to family and friends, and and I know some very smart. Some of y'all are very smart. Some of y'all are really into your Bibles, and and we can't go, change. Nothing really is changing as far as living right, uh, keeping. The most, keeping the Father the center of your life. We worship the Most High, not Jesus. I know some, I'm not going to blow, blow some of y'all's mind, but he never told us to worship him. He said, I do what I see my father do. My father, my father, my father. One lady touched him and said, good master, they don't call me good. And another one, good to the Father. We believe the same thing. He preached us all. We worship, we, we honor him. We praise him. We sing to, 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 to Yeshua. Some people say Yahweh or Messiah. You bet. Right now, all power has been given to him by heaven and earth. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the same Messiah. Mary's baby, walked the water. Nobody crazy now. But the highest praise is reserved for the Most High, his Father. So there's a little bit different in how we say this. We actually just say what the Scriptures say. We just preach what Christ preached. So let me just say this really quick, because some people have asked me this, brother, and I've actually addressed this to Sister uh, Eliana. Brother Patrick, that was pretty good. I didn't think you was going to come from that angle. That was a pretty good angle. So, Sister Eliana, I, I want to hear from you next. Again, what did it for you? How do you know we Israel? I know you mentioned some of this last week, and we kind of being very repetitious, but we're not going to stay on this as long. We're going to talk a little bit about the state of our people and, again, more solutions. It's just got to be a solution-based show. If you all want to hear a lot of... Uh, um, uh, information about how we curse, here's what you can do. You can go to Google, type in these phrases, Five Smooth Song, Blog Talk Radio. I spent three hours. The older the show, the more I spend on it. I mean, we're talking about over 300 prophecies, over 300 prophecies of things that's going to happen to African Americans or Israel when they're disobedient. Excuse me, I'm saying this wrong. Let me slow down. 300 prophecies that's throughout the scriptures that is to be upon Israel. So I cover that if you want a longer version of that. But tonight we're going to focus on how we're not cursed. Pastors, bishops coming out unglued thinking we are saying, uh, not just we on this show, but Hebrews likes to saying we're cursed. Or, you know, no. There's no way in the world all the African Americans are doing. We're going to be out here talking about we just curse, curse, curse. That is ludicrous. There's all types of blessings happening around you, all types of healings around you, all types of people getting healed from cancer, all types of people getting their sons and daughters back, all types of angelic protections. Things happen to people, they don't know what happened. This person disappeared or they're no longer there. I mean, there's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of reports of the father being just that, a father, in the middle of Babylon. In the middle of Babylon. So I want to just say this, and then I'm going to go to Sister Eliana. And remember, I'm one of the, I'm one of the, you know, I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm being interviewed too, so to speak, and then I got to do the host thing. So just bear with me. I know I'm a little long-winded, but I got to say, I got to set this stuff up, y'all. But just remember this, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, one more time. Moses is talking to the Israelites. He's saying what they would go through. He says, and they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. When y'all read the Bible about what Isaiah did, Jeremiah did, David did, when you see the nation is talking about the nation, whatever they went through back then, if you see of a story where they tried to be delivered to people or they or how they felt, here's a good one, how they felt in their heart as a nation when Israel when Isaiah or Jeremiah talks about how the nation felt, 
that's what's repeating forever. The captivity is repeating forever. You know, Israel back then in, in Psalms it says, uh, David cries out and says, Oh, Father, you have made us a byword. That's names like nigger and all kind of names they call us, a byword, a proverb. Some You've made us a proverb to some people. They'll look at us and say something wise saying like, if you want to hide something from them, just put it in the book. You have made us a byword, a proverb. Here's this one. Y'all know this one. You have made us a byword, a proverb, a shaking of the head among all nations. In the back of your mind, think this question. For everything we say tonight, think about things over in Israel today. And ask yourself this question. Do they go through any of what we're going to talk about for this for the for duration of this, of this show, our last show? Were they put in slave ships? Have their sons been taken captivity where they don't get to enjoy them? Did they good men not father their children to where their nation is led by women? Were they scattered throughout the four corners? Folks, white people don't have enough people to be scattered by the four corners. Why, I'm going to say it again. Whites are not, they don't even have the kind of numbers to be scattered among the four corners. They're like 8% of the world's population. And if they were scattered, that 8% to the four corners in bondage among these non-white people, first thing happened is sexual. Their women is taken, just like our women was taken. Y'all not the, even the color of where they got y'all from because of the much, much mixing from whites, masters. We ain't, the, we ain't dark as Africans, most of us, because of the mixing. That's what happened when you go into captivity. If whites were Jews, the true Jews, and God said, I'm going to scatter you, the Most High said, I'm going to scatter you, Yah said, I'm going to scatter you to the four corners of the earth, whites would have mixed with non-white people, and they would be black now anyway. Some of y'all just don't read your Bible. So, Sister Eliana, last week you did very good talking about how you know we was Israel, and I want to see if you can just do just as good, let the Father use you. How do you know you, my sister, you you, you lead that, that, that organization, that, that, that institution or a religious institution or that church or, or synagogue called Beth Shalom, how are you teaching those people? How do you know you're Israel, sister? Well, like I said last week, you know, when I shared just a brief testimony, and, and, and again, there are many, 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 many proofs, but the Father spoke to me audibly. He spoke to me through other people. He sent angelic persons to speak to me. He took me into the land of Israel. I mean, the Father spoke to me through Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, everybody named Mama is thinking about what you just said. So I'm just trying to be a nice little host. And what do you mean? He spoke to you energetically, sister. Well, he sent angels to speak to me. Not, not angels as we see painted in the in the in the in the, the books. But he sent people to me that they had people who knew my name. They walked up to me and called me by name. But the presence that was on them, first of all, I had never met them. They had never met me personally. 
so that I could say, well, I knew this person from a church or from an organization or from school or from work. People walking, coming into the room, speaking to me, calling me names, and not me not even being alarmed by it until later realizing it was an an angel from the Lord sent to speak to me concerning a matter. So, I I I and and the, then the presence of peace that was up around them was just such an overwhelming peace, the kind of peace I get when I'm in prayer and fasting and seeking the Lord and, and then his presence comes in and you just know that you're in the presence of the Lord, that kind of peace coming. So, and telling me important things, things that came to pass that were true in my life and true in the world. So that's what I meant. You know, I've been, I've been a believer for a long time. My first experience with the Lord, I received salvation. I was about five years old. My father is a, is a minister, comes from a line of ministers on my mother's side, also comes from a long line of ministers, people who know the Lord, people who walk in spiritual authority and power. You talked about casting out demons. In my family, people would call us to cast out demons and other people. Churches I've been in, they would say, you go pray, because they knew we walk, my family walks in that kind of spiritual authority. We're not afraid of the devil. We're not afraid of people being possessed by evil spirits. And we have seen many, many, many people uh, delivered from demonic possession um, and things like that. So, you know, the Father has uses our family tremendously in the spiritual gifts and the anointing and power. You know, we do walk in the fivefold ministry. So I have seen the Father... Um, using me in that way, but also revealing to me from the earliest time that I can remember when I was just a child, maybe about four, I think I was three or four years old, I heard the, the voice of the Lord say to me, remember to keep the Sabbath. And last week I shared that I went in and I asked my father, do we keep the Sabbath? And my father was shocked. And uh, he said, no, we keep Sunday because it's the it's the, the Lord's day. It's the first day, you know, when the Lord rose from the dead. But the scripture says that, that the Messiah is the the Lord, or we, we say Adonai Zebaoth, or the Lord of the Sabbath. So he is, or Yahuwah Zebaoth, he is the Lord of the Sabbath. So he rose, actually he was already risen on the first day of the week. If you read the scripture, when they came in, when his disciples came in and the women came to the tomb, he was already risen. Well, let me he let me ask you, sister, let me let me ask you, sister, Ariana, because again, uh, again, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about how we Israel because we did that last show, and I just know, sister Ariana, there's people listen to you, and I'm so glad they know about your family. My goodness, um, there's people listening to you, and they do not know anything about part one, and they might not listen to any more shows. I want to just put in their mind scripture, scripture, scriptures. How do, where, how are we using this Bible to see that this people in 2018 is connected to those ancient stories in the Bible? How are y'all doing that? That's well, what I want you to kind of hit on a little harder. 
how do you know biblically okay. what scripture verses are you looking at to where it says, see, there it is right there. That's what I want to do just for a little bit. Folks, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because we want to go back to the state of our people, what's going on. I don't want to spend too much time really on that. And then we're going to talk about some solutions, some more solutions, please. So let me re- recap what I just said. Cecilia uh, Eliana is going, and I'm going to Brother uh, Elish, uh well, actually, Pastor Chris. Then we're going to uh, Brother uh, Elishua. And I just want y'all to share scriptures on, see, this scripture says this, the people in Israel ain't living this out. We are. Cinderella, we're wearing this slippers type of thing. You understand what I'm saying, sister? Yes. Well, one Please of the do. things that happened, one of the things that happened to me um, and my sister, who I believe is also on the line, one of my sisters is on the line, um, maybe both of them, but um, I did send out this invitation to probably about 30 people, but we read and, and, and hold on a second. Hold on. I only, I only want to interrupt you because of what you just said. That's what. That's the only time I, I, meant, I meant to interrupt you. But listen, if y'all are following, or you know Sister Eliana, and are you from the uh, Beth Shalom, please press one and just say hi to us, if nothing else. Go ahead, Sister. Okay. So one of the things we came across when the when the Father began to reveal who we are, because I had taken a trip to Israel with a Christian. A tour group to Israel And um, of course I was the only Hebrew or let's say I was the only African American as we Are called in this the byword we're Called or black person In the group but what happened to me In Israel these people have been going To Israel for a long time And it did not happen to them First of all I began to Repent when I got on the soil I was overwhelmed. I began to weep. I began to cry. I I was doubled over, and I was on the ground. I was repenting. Now, what I didn't understand, and I'm sure I read this in the scripture, but it wasn't until I came back home and read it again. in, In Leviticus 26 and verse 40, it says, If thou shalt confess their iniquity, if they shall confess their iniquity, meaning the the children of Israel who were scattered in the diaspora, and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespassed against me, and that also they have walked contrary unto me. And that I have also walked contrary to them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. And then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled and then accept the punishment of their iniquity. Then I remember my covenant with Jacob, also my covenant with Isaac, and also my covenant with Abraham, I will remember, and I will remember the land. Now, when I got into the land of Israel, a lot of things happened to me. I began to begin to repent in a way that I never repented before. See, I grew up in church from the youngest age. My father used to have me singing, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, when I was two or three. But the repentance that I understood in the church is that I come and tell the Tell the Lord I'm sorry for my sins But when I got into the land of Israel I began to repent for The iniquity of the people and the sins of my Ancestors nobody taught me that But when I read it in the Scripture I was convinced None of the people That I went to Israel with Had that encounter None of them felt what I felt I began to to ask the Father Please forgive us And bring us back into the land But it wasn't until I got back and began to really search the scriptures that I saw that what the way I was repenting, the way I was calling out to the Father, 
was what the Father had asked Israel to do. I was having a profound encounter with the Father, and that's how the Father began to convince me through the scriptures. Also, another person walked into me when I got back. We were at an event, and we, were, uh, we thought we were building bridges between the true Jews and the Christians. And so we had the, invited these Jewish people, I was, the group I was with, and we were trying to show love for the Jewish people. Um, that's what they, we thought we were doing. But one of the people, one of the Jewish people walked up to me and said, you are a descendant of Israel, and the Father is going to take you back and show you all the land of your ancestry. Well, Whoa. I had met people from Demona. When you look at the lands of Judah, I had went to all of the places given to the to the descendants of Judah, Demona was one of those provinces that was given to the to Judah, Judah. Bethlehem, um, over by the Dead Sea, Jerusalem, all of that belonged to Judah, specifically. And when you read the scripture, when you go in and study backwards, and when I studied backwards the possessions that were given to each of the head of the tribes, all of those places I had visited were there. And that's when the Lord well, let me let me, let me hop me. in here, Sister Eliana, because remember, we're going to state, again, people are asking this question. How do y'all know? Give me chapter and verse. How do y'all know Israel? That's what they're asking. I'm serious. They want to know. I'm, I have to have conversations. People want to know. Chapter well, verse. How, how you know Israel? I knew it through the scripture. I knew it through my personal encounter and what the Father was doing. That's how Eliana knew for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I was a Hebrew. Now that right there is I, powerful. Now, 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 hold on. I want to. I want to say this, and then we, I see. I think you got some. Some of your followers, or, or some of the people that know you, or something, because the hands went up. I got one, two, three, four, five people. Four people want to chime in here. So let's do this. Just out of respect to them, because I know they're with you, or I think, because as soon as okay. I said that, these hands went up. So let's do this, Sister Eliana, and again, co-host, y'all just bear with me, because I, I just want to get some other voices. Again, people are listening tonight that did not hear part one, and they want to know. We think y'all twisting scriptures. We think y'all might even be a cult. They don't know we're not even together. That's why I was glad, brother Elishua did what he did. We do disagree on some things. I want people to know that this is old. This is not some new thing. Back in the 1800, Prophet Crowder was in the United States with a big assembly up in Kansas City. I don't know how big it was. I take that back. I don't want to lie. But I know he had a pretty good following up, and he would say we was Israelites. Rastafari is a whole nation. Uh, the, the the Jamaicans, uh, most of those people don't believe we Israel. They, they just, the smoking of weed, make everybody not listen to them. But Church of God in Christ, uh, which is the largest Pentecostal organization in the world, Bishop Mason, his one of his right hand men was one of the teachers in Demona, who said Bishop Mason early on said we was Israelites. The older you go back, Garvey's, we're Zion. The older you go back, the more conscious black people were. This is not some new thing. So let's go and go to the phone lines. Just the LL, if you don't mind, I think this is people that are definitely with you. Okay, Erico. And I, if your hand been up for a while, please forgive me. I, I don't know who was first. There's a lot of hands up here. Eric Code two oh nine seven five six. I need your name and what city please. 
uh, Maple Longoria, Los Banos, California. Hello? Okay. How are you doing tonight? Yes, I'm wonderful. This is my first time uh, with you all. Well, well, thank you for tuning in to thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Hopefully, you listen to Five Four Souls in the Future. What's on your mind? Yes, well, um, I have Revelation. Uh, um, you guys mentioned about uh, whether Christ is black or white or whatever. Uh, Revelation chapter one, uh, verse fourteen and fifteen. I wanted to read that real fast. The revelation of uh, Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew, um, excuse me, unto him to shew unto his servant things which uh, must shortly come to pass, and he sent, signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Verse fourteen: His head and his his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Fifteen: And his feet like unto fine brass as if they burn in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. So I wanted to give that, and then for the African Americans, we have the woolly hair out of everyone, so that's talking about us as well as the Savior. And then I wanted to go over to Chapter 2. No, I'm on the phone. Or sit down. That's my children. Excuse me. That's okay, um, and you're doing good, and I just want to just quickly, just, and I want you to finish, I, and if you could in about a more. minute, but I, that was that was very, very powerful. People overlooked that scripture, but that is something about the Messiah. I just wanted to go over this one real fast, because we, we were talking, you were talking about how can we know that we're Israel. Um, this is yes. uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 9, I know thy works and uh, tribulation and poverty uh, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. So we know we're filthy poor right now. So I believe that totally pertains to us as a nation of people. And that's all I want to say. And, and, and so, I appreciate that. And, and, again, thanks for calling Five Smooth Stones. I really appreciate that. Say your name you. one more time and, for us. Say your name one more time for us. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness! I want the phone, son. Her name is Maple. Well, listen, listen. Thank you very much for your coming. I really appreciate that, and I hope people wrote those scriptures down. Revelation two and nine for sure. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll go to another phone line, folks. We got uh, several people here, and I apologize. Just all these hands went up at one time. Air code three one four five nine six. Welcome to Five Smooth Stones. What is your city? And Name, please. Your city and where you're calling from. I mean, uh, your name and where you're calling from. Hi, my name is Karen. I'm calling from Mesa, Arizona. Okay. Say the name, Kiana? Karen. Karen. Okay, Karen. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm just pleased to be on the line. This is the first time I've experienced your broadcast, and I am really interested in knowing uh, the future for we, uh, the Hebrew Israelites. I know that God has a a mission for each of us. What do you see is the next step? I think we're now in the stage of becoming aware of our identity. Once we accomplish that, do you have any um, idea where we go from there? 
Well, I'm going to give you a 30-second answer, then I'm going to finish where we're at right now because you're actually on the final leg of the show already, and I appreciate that. And see, this is what I was trying to say earlier. A lot of people saw that the, the, the show information, episode, uh, description, and they're looking to see, okay, where's the hope? What do we do? Because last week y'all scared us with all those curses. So we want to, you know, so I appreciate that, and I promise you, Karen, we're going to get to that, okay? Yes, thank you. All right. Well, that's Karen from Mesa, Arizona, and she is wanting to know, now that we know we Israel, what is the next step? And we are going to definitely answer that. So, CL, oh, hold on. No, no, not yet. Hold on. Wait, hold on. That's Karen. Okay, Erico 707-980. Welcome to Five Smooth Stones. What city are you calling from, and who's, what's your name? Uh, my name is Sean V. I'm Sister Elaine's sister. Sean uh, Vim? I'm calling from Vallejo, California. You say Sean Vim? Sean V. Sean V. Okay, Miss Sean V. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. And what's on your mind? Well, you know, I just like uh, it's my first time um, listening to your broadcast. I love the information. Um, and I. Uh, just just listening uh, to hear this is a beautiful welcome surprise because of the place that the Lord has taken my sister and I and our family. Uh, it's good to hear people that are understanding that God is really doing something and he's delivering us out of this area of bondage and bringing us into a better place. So just listening is beautiful. Well, let me ask you something. Since I have you on the line, and Eliana is your sister, I, I can imagine. I mean, did y'all have any trouble with your family when y'all first started acknowledging this? Because this is, to some people, listen, I, I want to reach our people. And Brother Chris, Pastor Chris, uh, uh, Ella Shua, Brother Reynolds, y'all just hold tight. We're coming to you. Okay, I had to get these phone lines. But, sister, listen, some people just want to take this and just move on. But I, I really... You know, they just like, well, why are you spending all this time for people that don't know Israel? Folks, listen, that was me. I was in the church. Mm-hmm. I was, I had power. I knew who mm-hmm. I was in Christ. But because of this revelation, America was a mystery. My black mm-hmm. skin was a mystery because I was being told it was cursed. Mm-hmm. America was a Africa was a mystery. Why is it so... You know, whites was a mystery. Why are they in power? They're not more, no more righteous than we are. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of questions, and there are a lot of questions for believers who got power, Holy Ghost, tongue-talking folk. That's my background. Mm-hmm. But Christ said it like this, we will live a flourish off of every word. Not just mm-hmm. the part that, you know, it's every word. And if you don't know you Israel, and you walk around with these names that don't look like you, it's confusion among our people. This is what creates. This is what creates something called self hate. Mm-hmm. This is what creates white supremacy. Not just from white people. Everybody talk about white people and their white supremacy. Most of your pain, family, black folk, African-Americans, most of your pain, if you look in the mirror and be honest, come from two people. Number one, yourself. You've done more 
harm you than anybody. And second, your black family. Then third is the white man. We have self hate. We are we are pressing these sisters that are dark. We're 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 oppressing these people with full lips. We're we are we we are pressing our own self with self destructive behavior. So when your sister came home or started talking about we Israel, I know you, I got to think that your family's like most families. What did y'all think of her? And think of her? My sister? What do you think of what she was saying about we Israel? Well, we all knew that. <laughs> Our family discussed that. We've been talking. This we we we've been in this place for quite some time. So okay. it wasn't. Yes, we we all know. Uh, you know, when I was when we were our family were living in Philadelphia. Uh, this is uh, as a young woman, young young, eighteen, seventeen years old. Um, uh, I was told then that I was a Hebrew at that time. Uh, so uh, we, we, our family, uh, we, we've been in this place for quite some time. But as God began to really bring us into the knowledge of understanding, uh, that's when our eyes were really made open. You see, I went to Israel as well, just like she did, and we both had our experiences there. Uh, throughout our lives, God had been speaking to us all. So we knew this. So we are confident in the fact that we are Hebrew. So Okay, now, Ms. Shambit. Ms. Shambit, so this is what I want you to do in like a minute, and I want to go to our co-host. Again, I appreciate you calling, supporting your sister that speaks volumes. People are listening to y'all, and they hear that support, they hear that love. And to know that your family endorsed this is just amazing. So I hopefully you will be working with Five Smooth Stones and your sister in, in, in years to come, hopefully. But I'd like you to do something just out of respect for our co-hosts, because I know they're itching to get in here. Uh, in a minute. What prophecy, what can you tell people to say, I, I hear y'all, it sounds good, but I just can't buy any old thing. Using the word, you, you, using the scriptures, what did it for you? you? You might have already answered this, but add to it. What scriptures can you give some of our brothers and sisters who love the Father? And they listen to this show because they want to obey the Father even further. In a minute, and I do mean in a minute, what scriptures can you give them to go research? Well, um, there's so many scriptures. <laughs> you know, the Bible is really written to us and for us. So we have to be able to be willing to research uh, the information and to bring it out. You know, here's one scripture that I will give to everyone so that they will know that it's okay to search the scripture. The word of God tells us to study to show ourselves approved, being a workman, not being ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. But not only do you have to have the scriptures to back it up, but you also need to couple it with history uh, and look at the history of this country and other countries to see ourselves how scripture has brought uh, is intertwined with actual history. So that you can now, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. 
Again, y'all I'm gonna be a little rough on it on our callers and on our co hosts. Again, I wanna state I wanna fine tune this. I know people. They listened to the last show, we was throwing scriptures out left and right, they didn't hear that show. I mentioned Deuteronomy twenty eight, Moses up on the mountain. He says these things are gonna happen to you if you disobey. Yeah. And so if anybody wanna know who is a true Jew, you look up what he said, and not only what he said. But remember, he said we were going to repeat it. It's going to repeat. Israel, listen, folks, and I'm coming to y'all. Bear with me. Everybody be patient tonight. Shanti, those yes. people died. Some died right away. Some died in five years. Some died in 10 years. Some died in 20 years. Nobody Moses talking to was probably alive after 50 years. Those people died. They couldn't have followed all those scriptures. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Verse, excuse me, chapter 29, Moses go on to say, this is not just for you, but are for generations afar off. That's us. That's right. Deuteronomy That's 28, right. but Deuteronomy 28 and 46 really should be it because it says it's going to be up on you forever. So when we want to know who is a true biological Jew, because that's what some people said. I know some of us notice and want to move on, but don't be so arrogant. Let's help people tonight. Before well, you run, in 30 seconds, you got 30 seconds, I would like for you to share scriptures to them. Go here. I'm going to give you a scripture this. like this. Say okay. This. The Lord says this, let every man be convinced in his own heart. You have to know when God is bringing this out, he's speaking to everyone. And he's bringing this knowledge to everyone. He's opening up the scriptures the Bible talks about the knowledge of God would cover the earth like the sea. We are at a time that the information age is opening up the information to us where we can get all that we need to know. If you really want to know who you are, you have to search it out. You have to believe, and that's what I will leave it with. Well, I appreciate that, and I respect that. And uh, with that, I'm going to move on. And uh, Sister Elion, I'm going to let you have some about 30-second uh, final words after your sister, and then we're going to go to, I think, Brother Chris. We hadn't heard from him in a while. Please, again, Shavi, Shanvi, really, I appreciate you calling tonight, supporting your sister in five smooth songs. You welcome. Okay, Thank Sister Elion, please. Hold yes, on, hold on, I think your sister was saying something. I didn't want to cut her off. Hold on one second, Sister Elion. Miss Shanvi, were you saying something, please? I was just saying, oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate being on here. It's been a blessing. Well, thank you again. Okay, and Miss Sister Sean V, uh, Eliana, go ahead and just, just in about 30 seconds, any comments on what she was saying or if you was, hadn't finished what you were saying, and then we'll come to you, uh, uh, Pastor Chris, again, y'all. Right now we want to just... When I come to Brother uh, Chris and Brother Reynolds and then Ella Shaw, I want y'all to give scriptures where people can go look. Again, there's some very sharp people we are, we have out here. They love the Father. They're trying to obey him, and they just don't see it. You see it. I see it clearly. Yeah, but they don't. They saying, y'all are nice, sound, you, you know, but we supposed to be Jews. What? Go ahead, Brother. I mean, um, go ahead, Sister Eliana. Okay, and so I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you to Maple and to Sister Karen, which is a blessing that she 
chimed in, and then also my sister. But I was hoping that my my brother, Bishop Charles Warren, uh, who's over uh, churches in Africa as well as the United States, would have chimed in as well. But uh, with the interest of time, maybe at another time. But anyway, no, I no. Just press wanna... one. We'll bring in Bishop. Press one. I'm looking at your phone lines. Go ahead, sister. So I just wanted to say that um, it's a blessing that um, we're having this discussion. And, again, you know, even with all the proofs that the Father showed me in Israel, in my personal life, and in Scripture, it still took time for it to sink in because, like I shared last week, most of us have been miseducated. We've been taught in schools that the Jews are the people we see that are currently in Israel and they don't look like us. We've been, um, and the churches have supported it by with all these, even in your churches, a lot of times all these Israel funds, campaigns, just like what I was a part of. They were having Passover seders, but everybody that we were trying to support as the people of God were white. And it took a lot of time before it really, before I really understood, like you said, I began to see where, you know, when were their children taken captive? When were their children separated? When were they even brought into captivity and scattered? Everywhere the current modern-day Jew has lived, he has put himself there through his own pocket. There we, we go. Were now taken we... And we were scattered. But they pay their way. They buy homes and they move to Canada. They buy homes and they move to Hungary. They move to Germany. They move to Israel. But we were taken into captivity. So that's the difference. And when I began to understand that portion and how they did not suffer the atrocities that we suffered, then I began to understand it is really true that we are the Hebrew people of Scripture, and we are not the Jews of modern day today. Not the fake Jews, or not the Jews I call by religion. Very well put. Very well put. And again, those of you uh, that have asked questions, talking to me, or sending emails, or texts, there you go. And we haven't even gotten started. Well, we have gotten started, but hopefully y'all heard Sister Ariana and all the callers that we just took. Uh, Pastor Chris, coming to you next. Please, brother, people are listening. I would love to hear what you have to say. Okay, briefly, I'm going to just, just try to run right through it. You can start at Genesis 10, the sons of Ham, Cush, Mizoram, Phut, and Canaan, Ethiopia, Egypt, Libya, and Canaan. Then you see that Ethiopia or Cush begot Nimrod. Nimrod started Babylon. But what they don't tell us that that ba- um, Nimrod was the father of the Sumerian civilization. And when you read further, God called Abraham out of Sumeria. So that establishes his color, and then his name was changed from Abram to Abraham, which means black and multitude in Hebrew. And so that, if you just look, if you can just grasp Genesis 10 and 11 and follow the genealogy, you will see that Abraham was a black man. And you can also look outside of the Bible and find out that the house of Israel, which, which Jesus was a member of, was a sect of Jews that originated in Ethiopia. They still exist today. And you might be able to find some newspaper articles that show you what the original Hebrews looked like. And so Absolutely. I like that. that. That's a good way. You look, you look up the house of Israel or Falasha or Beta Israel, 
or the house of Israel, and you can see that those were Ethiopian Jews, descendants of Ethiopian Jews, and look at Genesis 10 and 11 and, and, and get the genealogy from there. And because if we make Abraham black, well, then all the way down the line, you know, it got to have some soul in it somewhere. Wow. That's that's powerful. And, uh, folks, again, I have to say this. If you want ammo, we have these 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 wonderful guests on tonight. Every, all of them are sharp. Every one of these people can do this show probably better than I'm doing it. Every one of them. But if you want something quickly, like some of the research tonight, simply go to Google. Type in Block Talk Radio, Space Five Smooth Stones, and just go down. There's over 300 shows. I know I've done over 70 shows where I'm talking about this and more scriptures, even. Especially the first shows, the first few shows. You, the further you go back to more, I made it elementary or not elementary. I don't want to insult anybody because we all learning. We all can learn. It's not like this is the biggest revelation, like John said, John Clark said last week. The most important thing is you have a relationship with the Father, you walk with Him and obeying Him. But I told y'all, I had that. And yes, I was on my way to be with the Father, and I was enjoying many blessings. Yes, I was in this captivity. But there were some questions that was not no joke in my mind. And yes, I found out later on, as a believer in Christ, Pastor Chris, that I was a white supremacist. Some of you listen to me right now. You're a white supremacist. Y'all think white supremacist, some people, some of y'all, with the hand going up like Hitler. No, 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 no. White supremacist is anyone that ascribed to the philosophy of white supremacy. White supremacy. And that's got to be all of us. And then what happens is the Father begins to deliver us. Let's just see how, you know, like she was saying, her and her family, Sean V, they were saying how they, okay, then the father began to, to, he began to purge these lies up. But if you're not studying these kinds of things, if you don't know what Brother Chris just said, or some of, you have to know everything he said, but if y'all are not studying these kinds of things, Mr. White Man, White Woman, Africans, Mr. Korean Man, listen to me tonight, and you listen to these white people that control the media, you, my friend, are a white supremacist. Black folks are some of the biggest white supremacists. Let me tell y'all this, and I want to go to Reynolds and then Ella Shore, because I know they got something to say. Let me tell y'all something I found out. This going to break us off some of y'all's heart. But y'all know, because y'all work with them. All white people. Some white people do more for black folks than black folks do for black folks, so-called black folks. Now watch this. Black white people know that white supremacy is a lie. Because they see behind closed doors what they really have, what they can do, how they're not happy really with all that stuff, toys, how they're insecure about who they are, how they feel in fear. They know who they are. Black folks don't know white culture. We don't go behind the scenes. So when they tell us something about them, that's why some they always so talkative on these jobs and stuff trying to impress black folk. Because why? We believe the lie. Which is why I've been saying over 25 years now that black people, I think, is some of the biggest white supremacists in the world. White supremacists in the world. Whites say, y'all from Africa. We say, we from Africa. I know what Brother Ellis Shield was saying, but he'll know what, you know, or Canaan, they're probably called Canaan Africa too. I'm just saying, whites say 
those people are related to you. We say we don't have nothing to do with them. Whites say, you know, light skin is better. We believe that. All I'm trying to say is, folks, where did we ever learn to be what Brother Chris just said? Where did we ever learn things about Africa or Kemet or the motherland or Canaan land? Where did we ever learn these things? That, well, you just don't get pride out of nowhere. I hear you, James Brown. Say it loud. I'm back in my pride, but we really didn't believe that. Why do you think them women, the, our, our brothers, go marry? Uh, I mean, go when they get rich, they marry a, a white. Let me tell y'all something real quick, and I got to go on brother, brother Reynolds. Even though we marry black women, oh, oh I'm gonna get in trouble for this statement. Even though we marry black women, or oh, they marry us, do we really see them equal to whites? How many white black brothers, if they weren't if they weren't ridiculed by their friends and their family, would marry white? I heard the locker room discussions. How many sisters would date a white man in a heartbeat if they if everybody approved of in their family and they wouldn't go through? If you didn't go through no social pressure, no social persecution, I promise you, half of us would be. Would, I promise, I submit to the family tonight, because you know I am a guest on too. A lot of us are white supremacists, and that's why we can't accept this message. Because what Brother Chris said makes sense. What Brother Patrick said makes sense earlier. Sister Eliana knocks it out of part, and Ella, sure, what can I say? They make crystal clear sense. How come we can't accept it? White supremacy. Brother Patrick, love to hear what you have to say. Go right here, brother. Brother Patrick? This brother must on he must have me on mute. So let's do shalom, this. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Uh yeah, I had you. you I had you on me, mute. No, 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 I had oh, you, you had on, me mute. on mute. Okay, okay. I said, yes, yes, uh, Okay, but go here quickly, quickly. Give me like a couple of minutes and just uh, and I and I want everybody to do what he did actually. Mute me so those we won't hear any noise and then when I call on you you unmute me. Okay. Some of y'all already uh, well anyway, go ahead, brother. Um, go ahead, brother. Okay, uh, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, the 68th verse, it says, uh, And the Lord uh, shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. Keyword, ships. Not a boat, but ships. By the way whereof I speak unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen. Bondmen and bondwomen simply means uh, slaves, and no man shall buy you, which means no one shall be able to redeem you. Now, uh, this particular scripture right here um, is—it's it, not only scripture, but it's also uh, 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 coupled with uh, historical facts, as uh, I heard one of the sisters mention uh, earlier. That that scripture, this is one of the key scriptures that is coupled with historical. Facts. Uh, if you read from uh, the book uh, from Babylon, the Timbuktu, uh, which gives us a, a perfect picture of how uh, so many uh, Israelites or Jews ended up in uh, uh, the continent of Africa, uh, even before uh, when uh, Jerusalem was sacked by uh, the Roman general Titus, even before that even happened. 
yeah, during the uh, time of Jeremiah, uh, he prophesied of Israelites that was already living in uh, Egypt, uh, even far down off into Ethiopia. So, uh, uh, once again, I, as the sister was saying, you know, uh, scripture coupled with historical facts, scriptures coupled with historical facts uh, gives us uh, undeniable proof that we are the true biblical Israelites. And it has nothing to do with color, and it has nothing to do with uh, uh, racism necessarily. It's, it just all has to do with what the scriptures says and how it matches up accurately with historical facts. This is this is you don't have to down talk any other ethnicity. Love this it. is just scripture talk. This is just the Bible. Oh. This is just the Bibles. You know, so I don't think that uh, a lot of people, a lot of our brothers and sisters, have to be ashamed to step forth and say that we are truly the Israelites, because this is simply backed up by by the scriptures and historical facts. Uh, and that's what I would like the brothers and sisters to know. And I think another thing, Brother Seth, the reason why a lot of people uh, have a problem trying to uh, uh, digest it is because it's such a cultural shock. You know, we've been, as one of the sisters said earlier, you know, we've been uh, miseducated uh, for so long. We've been brainwashed. And uh, 400-something years in this captivity, uh, we have been separated. When they brought the slaves over here, they separated the children from the parents so that the uh, the parents who had just arrived from Africa, they couldn't pass down their Hebrew identity and culture to the children. So they separated the children from the adults, you know. Uh, but that's just what I wanted to uh, encourage our brothers and sisters to look into uh, some history that backs up what, what the scripture says. Shalom. Powerful. You brothers right here, you mean short and sweet, short and sweet to the point. And I appreciate that, and I hope y'all taking in what everybody is saying. Everybody has just done as well, if not better, than they did last week. And I mean that. I really appreciate y'all. Thank y'all again for coming out. Ella sure kind of came on the scene and kind of saving us. Well, not saving us. That's not the right word. But he is assuring us, assuring us up. Just He's just another blow to the enemy tonight. I'm going to go to him because uh, I know he has something to say. And I want him to, again, Hit this thing, hit this thing. Those that are saying, where are y'all scriptures? Where are y'all just saying this is sound good, and I hope it's true. Part of me do, but I, I've been believing other, uh, against this for I believe in the Jews for many, many years. I listen to TBN, Daystar, and ain't none of them people sound like y'all. I know Brother Elisha going to hit that, but I, this brother's long way like I am. But, Brother, I'm just going to let him do his thing. Just, Brother, Brother uh, Elisha, your line is open six. Seven eight five five nine. Just try to do it in less than four minutes, please. All right, Seth. I'm gonna go real quick, and I think that what I'm gonna do is do a service to the audience and tap on some questions that were answered and give scriptures for it. Uh, beginning with um, Sister Eliana, she spoke of you know uh, her the process that she went through in order to be convinced that we are Israel. And as she was speaking, uh, of course, the thought occurred to me, what was my process? Because that was the question that was asked. And to be honest right. with you, I have always known since a child that we were different. And I said, well, and I kind of sensed then as a youth 
that maybe we were the chosen people because as I had read in the chosen in the scriptures up to that point is that the chosen people were people who in the latter days would be enslaved and come under oppression. So the question wow. begins how did I, so the question asked is how did I come to a point in my life where I begin to be to think different? And as and as I said, I had a knowing. It's kind of like uh, when uh, I think it was Cornelius in the book of Acts. They asked him, "Have you received the Holy Spirit since you've been converted?" And so, even though he was born again of the Spirit, his mind had not. And no, no, no. Let me let me. That, that's the incorrect. Even though he had understood and had mental ascension to the truth. That Yahweh was the Yahweh was the Messiah. He had not been born again, but he had already been converted in his thought process. So for me, it was the opposite. I had a knowing, but I needed to be converted in my mental process that we were truly Israel. And I had to ask myself, what was the impediment that kept me from believing and receiving that truth? And I realized that I, as a Christian, was among a people who had come under the indoctrination and the propaganda of what we call Zionism, the belief that the Gentiles who were now in the land were the Jews. How did I come under that false belief and that propaganda? I came as it as a result of being exposed to it through Christianity. <clears throat> because as you just said, and you gave me a great lead in, is that people listen to Daystar. They listen to TVN, and they listen to the Word Channel. All these channels promote the ideal that the Gentiles who are in the land of Israel are the Israelites, and that was the impediment that hindered me from embracing the truth. So I asked the Holy Spirit to, tell, to show me the truth, and a couple, two things happened. One thing happened was that I had a dream, but prior to that dream, I had encountered you. And me and you used to go at it back and forth over this issue. Now, I was never in disagreement with you, but what we disagreed on was the methodology to convey the message to people. And I realized that everybody was not ready to receive that truth just as I was not ready to receive that truth. And the Lord had to deal with some things in my heart to make me receptive to that truth. And, when the, and so you had to get planted the seed of my convincing, my mental ascension, my conversion. Then I encountered a guy while in Pasadena, California, named Moses. This gentleman was from Haiti. He used to be a part of the Worldwide Church of God there in Pasadena, California. The same people, Armstrong, who taught that the Europeans in this nation was the lost ten tribes of Israel, which we know that is a lie. And he, as well as I, had to go through a conversion process to understand the truth. Now for to give you some scriptures. And I'm going to deal real quickly with the things, because the greatest impediment, I think there's a lot of people already have an inkling, but they have the same something block that I had, and that is that if we are Israel, who are those people over there in the land? Luke 21, chapter 21, verses 20 through 24. Now, this is the Messiah. The Messiah and the apostles are looking at the glory of the temple, and the apostles call his, call his attention to it, and then he begins to respond to them, and said that, that, that in the days to come, there should not be one stone left upon another in regards to this temple. And then he went on to say other things that would happen at that time. And 20, I'll pick up there. And when you shall see Jerusalem 
compass with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. What are the things that are written? The things that are written that may be fulfilled were the prophecies. So I believe that it was a sister of Eliana who asked the question, where do we go from here? What do we do from there? Well, in a general aspect, and I'll be more detailed in the next step, in the general application, read the prophecies because they're speaking to you and they're speaking about Israel. And now that you understand that you're Israel, know that every word that you read from, what is it, Isaiah to Malachi is talking about you. It's talking about us. It's talking about Israel. So no longer apply that to the Gentiles in the land. So if you want to know what is the future, where do we go from here, then the prophets clearly give you a detailed answer to that question. Now, if you take it back up here, Luke 21, 23. Now, what he's showing is what happened, is that when they destroyed the temple, after a conflict of Jews who rose up and had claimed the temple for three and a half years, when the Romans went in and destroyed the temple, they went in on a killing spree. And they began to hang Jews from one okay. end of the city to the next end of the city. And that was okay. the fulfillment, what, what Christ was talking about when he said, when you see Jerusalem come past about with armies. What army? It was the Roman army. Now, this is historical information that you can get from any books that deal with church history. This, like sister, the sister said, you have to apply scholarship in the history into understanding this. With the love of the Lord, with our minds as well as our heart, as well as our heart. Now, so now this last thing I'm gonna skip here and get down to the last verse on this precious verse okay, twenty-four. Please, and twenty-four, and he said this, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword. It hasn't been four minutes, so Seth, I'm probably two minutes into it. And they shall fall no, by the edge of the sword. Hold on, hold on a second, brother. It's been over four minutes. I just want to kind of stick to it because I want to go to a little break, give everybody a little, a little time to breathe, and then we gotta come back and you can finish up. But go ahead, please. Okay, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and be led captives into all nations. They're speaking of Israelites, Jews. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Now, he just said two things are going to happen to two different distinct groups of people. The Israelites are going to be taken captive and cast to the four corners and shall be taken captive into all nations. And then he said Jerusalem would be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles fulfilled. It means that the people who would reside in Jerusalem would be Gentiles. So guess what? If they're Gentiles, they can't be Jews. If they're Gentiles, they can't be Israel. And out of the words of Shot himself, Jesus the Christ, as referred to in the English translations of the Scripture, clearly says that until the times of the Gentiles fulfilled, which is the time of the tribulation, that that land would be occupied by Gentiles. So that lets us know right there that the people who are inhabiting the land are not Israel. Now, the sister brought out the scripture, and she brought out the, in this last scripture, and then we'll go to the break. Last, it's, it's, it's a good turn to the break. Last scripture, it says this, in Revelation 2, 8 and 9, it says to the church of Smyrna, I write these things. Sister, the sister who was on the line, she brought the scripture out. But here's the history of it. Smyrna is located in southeast Turkey. Turkey is north of Israel. So when it talks about the people of the north who would take the captive, it's talking about the very people who are now inhabiting the land of Israel, known as Israelites. The European slave trade was financed by so-called Jews. Also, likewise, so-called Jews 
are, are the ones who provided the shipment to transport the slaves from, from Africa to the European nations and to the four corners of the earth. I'll stop right there and come back up when we get back. Okay, folks, and uh, I hope you all got all that. And remember, you can always rewind these shows uh, and get what Brother LSU just said if you missed any of it. But right now, I want to take a little short little break, just a short break. Everybody kind of wet your tongues, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Folks, I hope you all are getting this. But, again, some I don't know who said it earlier. Well, everybody kind of hit it, but... This truth is, it, it should be an inkling, LSU just said that. It should be somewhere in your spirit. There's a reason he was drawn to this blog. I got a house full of people. There's a reason. There's a reason. But you got to break through. Like LSU was saying, they started TBN. They're good people. A lot of people, are, and a lot of them love the Father. I know that. I know because I used to listen to them. Still do. But white supremacy has got those channels on lockdown. Believe me, you can be a white supremacist and not even know it. Anyway, that's that's another one of the stones I talked about earlier part of the show where we deal with white supremacy. Folks, this is a Nigerian praise and worship leader. She's powerful. She called herself Sinak. We'll be right back after this little short break. <laughs> Yeah. 
African-Americans truly did have horses and donkeys, and they was violently taken away. And by the way, they really don't represent nothing but your business. Your business should be violently taken away. Remember Black Wall Street? Don't you think it's mighty strange that we can make everybody rich, but we can't come together to build anything for ourselves? So we can't be dumb, can't be ignorant. Powerful people. But I want to share something really briefly. I'm going to just try my best to rush through this, and then I want to go get some final words from everybody. Okay? We're going to wrap this show up. Final words from everybody. I was going to try to get into uh, where we at, but again, like I said last show, I just think it's just so funny. We can never talk about the areas where we are being oppressed, but y'all know that too well. Everybody talk about that. They just don't talk about what we're talking about tonight. So don't be upset with me. I didn't cover those areas of oppression, how, you know. But listen, this is why this is important. Probably the most important thing I'm going to say all night, and it's this. If you don't know this revelation and you live in America, you might be tempted to think the following things. The Father, Yah, some people say God or Elohim, is, I'm talking about the Father, is oppressing us. He don't like us. He don't like black people. The way whites rule, he don't like us. There's something wrong it's just if he was a Martian, he just came and just looked at the way things are. It just looked like something is inherently wrong with us. It looked like the father just whipping us for no reason. Every time my mother whipped me and I didn't do it, I remember that whipping because I didn't do anything. The father looked biased. If you just be honest, some of y'all raised in church, you can't fathom this because you you know you've been we just. We just, those of us raised in church heavily, we don't think these thoughts because we've been taught better. But a lot of people looking at us, they don't want to do with no church of God because it look like, you know, something is wrong. Here's another thing you may think. You might, if you don't know this revelation, I'm talking about even born again, folks. So those of you that don't even ascribe to being born again, you even worse. You might be angry towards black people. This is why a lot of our people turn to other ethnic groups for love and whatever and business because there's an anger, agitation. They they uh, uh, are just aggravated at their own people because it just looks like we are, here it comes, niggas. That's us talking to each other. Is there any wonder we can't get rid of that word? How can you call... Israel niggas. How can you do that? Even jokingly. You're talking about a royal line from the scriptures. We're the people of that Bible. That's not just a Bible. That's our history book. A real history book. Niggas? Okay. Here's another thing you might be tempted to think if you do not understand this revelation. You probably is worshiping white people because they look like Superman if we're not Israel. Because they are ruling us. If you don't know about Jeremiah 1, another scripture we cover in some of my previous shows, again, those of you listen, you weren't paying attention earlier, go to Google, type in Block Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones. Go down to any show that say Hebrew or Israelites and just listen. Get your pen out. You're going to worship white people. 
See, this is what I found out about a lot of us at Hayden. I'm coming to y'all co- co- uh, 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 co-hosts. It was on. It gave me thinking of your final words. Folks, listen, I have to say why this is important. Well, another reason why. If you don't understand this revelation, why people look like they just more powerful than us? They look like they just got it better than us. But if you understood who those people are, because if we Israel, what that makes them, that means this is Babylon. That means, listen to the scripture, I will provoke you to jealousy, Israel, by those that are not a people. Well, ancient Israel went through that, and remember, whatever you read in the Bible, all them stories, remember all that ancient mumbo-jumbo, if I can say that word, all of those, all of that stuff some of y'all understand, you don't understand, all of that ancient talk is going to repeat itself over and over, those stories. We're reliving out those stories over and over and over and over and over. Again, when Moses said to Deuteronomy 28, when he's on the mountain, told those Israelites, this is what you're going to go through forever, they died pretty quickly. They couldn't have went through all that. But like I said, Deuteronomy 29 says, this is not just for you, but generations are far off. You are going to worship white people. White people listening to me, you're going to worship yourself, because when you look over at black folks, we're going to look like there's something wrong with us, and that's where the name nigger come from. We look like something less than humans. I mean, for real, all jokes aside, good white people become racist looking at us and not knowing who we are. Like Miles Monroe said, if you don't know the purpose of something, you're out to abuse it. That's why y'all are abusing us, and we are abusing ourselves. And then all these other nations come on, they're doing the same thing. Y'all got it wrong, churches, pastors. I'm sorry. If you pastor African Americans and you don't tell them this, confused church. They don't know who they are in Christ, and they may pray for the sick, and they may even live a victorious life. My mother did. She didn't know. Lots of people before us did. But my mother had questions. She used to make comments like this. My own mother. Now, you know I love my mother. I ain't about throwing the bus for none of y'all. But my mother used to make this comment, when you have a baby, you're supposed to shake their nose. If I'm lying, I'm flying. And it wasn't just her. She got that from her mother and her mother. Her mother. Shape a baby's nose? Self-hate. We're talking about tongue talkers. Church folk are some of the most passive people. They don't know what's going on. They don't want to fight when, 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 when our boys out here getting shot by the police. Where's the church? Could it be? They are some doctrine that's got them in these churches. Again, if you don't understand this revelation, you're going to end up worshiping white people some kind of way, indirectly or directly. Next reason, uh, and I'm coming to y'all, I've got to get this out. The word is going to seem confusing. The word is going to seem confusing. Scriptures are not going to make sense. The Bible said about Israel, if they disobey, they're going to be at the bottom. The Jews are not on the bottom. They run the world. They run everything. Well, that right there is a scripture contradiction itself. The word prophecy, those of you that teach end time, prophecy, you, uh, all the, the different people listen to me, Africans and whoever you from all over the world, if you teach end time prophecy, you have a problem, don't you? Don't you? Ain't that stuff not lining up? Use this key you've heard tonight, and it will. Another thing, the whole Middle East conflict, we just solved y'all's whole problem. All of y'all fighting the Gaza Strip. None of y'all, it's not none of y'all's land. None of you. When the crew says come down those millions of whites, that's how the area became white. 
Those people are very dark, very dark. God scattered them, the Most High scattered them, Elohim scattered them, Yah scattered them throughout the four corners. They're out of the land, they're in exile. You're talking to Israel right now. And last but not least, on my list, the reason why this is important, because the nations of the world, once they find out who Israel is, Israel ain't going to need no army. They ain't going to need no funds. The nations of the world is going to take care of them. The nation of the world is going to finance that small, tiny, tiny remnant of us that say, you know what, I want to go back home. Back to the follow lines. Okay, let's start with, uh, we hadn't heard from Sister Eliana. Sister Eliana, if you don't mind, uh, we'll come to you first. If you can give me a closing comments, and then we'll go to Brother Chris, and then Brother um, Patrick, and then Brother Elishua. Please, final words, please. If you could take about, oh, if you could take about two minutes, be wonderful. Okay. So I just wanted to say again, Shalom family, I'm so glad to have been on again for part two. Um, And uh, I just wanted to say that if you still have questions and you're still in doubt, you know, it's not hard because I wanted to add to what um, the brother who was speaking before uh, the break was saying, you know, not only is it Daystar, not only is it TBN, not only is it our schools and our churches, but in our churches, they are telling us that we're the Gentile people. And that's, that's one of the reasons why it's really hard for us to understand who we really are. Even though we're reading it, we're starting to get proof. And I know that I know that I know that the Most High has been speaking to each one of us on this line, and that's why we're on the call tonight. I know that there are questions and there's concerns, but the Most High is doing this waking and this stirring and this shaking of his people. He said he would do it. And I just want to encourage you that as you continue to uh, walk in this way with getting the understanding, listening to the, 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 the teaching, the Father is going to reveal to you. And just as it says in Romans uh, 12, one through three, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is what the Father is trying to get us to do: is to renew our mind, so that we can prove um, what God's will is for us as a people, and we can hit our target. We are destined for a target. We are we are like arrows in the hands of the Most High. We do have a target. But until our minds are renewed, until we actually stand up, the scripture also says that the whole world is groaning and waiting for the sons of redemption. That's us. And when we come into our proper place, then the land can be healed. Then the world can change. So I want to encourage you tonight to continue on with your study, be convinced within yourself. Study to show yourself approved. Let the Father lead you. Amen. Amen. Sister Eliana, I want to thank you, and thank you for having those callers join us tonight. And I don't know if we're going to do a part three or even if you're willing to do part three, but I'll be in touch with you. Folks, y'all stay tuned to Five Smooth Songs. We just might do a part three, but i got to talk to every one of these people and see who can do it, and, and so I don't want to do it right now on the air. But thank you so much, so much, and you're such a professional. Keep doing the work you're doing with Beth Shalom and whatever you're doing. It's a real estate agent, and, and uh, I'll be in touch with you for sure. Okay, sister?
Okay, that sounds wonderful. Uh, and I'm always all right, willing I pre- to do. I'm always willing to do whatever it is that the Most High has called me to do. Well, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Shalom. Shalom. All right, this is this is the Eliana, and they're in California. And uh, her and, and the group she is working with, and you heard her say the family's in this thing. They ain't new to this. They're true to this. Okay, uh, I think I said, Brother, uh, let's go to Brother uh, Chris. And then, uh, if yeah, Brother Chris, go ahead with your final comments. You can make about two minutes. That would be wonderful. Uh, just what do you have to say? Anything, any last words? And with, and also, she just, Sister Ellen just said she was open to a part three. I'd like to know if you're interested. I don't know if we'll actually do it, but at least you can just let the people know if you can come back next week, and we'll try and see what we can do. Sure, sure. I'm ready for that. That that would be a blessing. You, you know, the only thing I wanted to say, you know, people, people can't, it's difficult to receive, you know, what's been spoken of tonight. But, you know, you do have your Bible, and they have some brothers who have written some books that can walk you right through it. You know, I've written one. But I would recommend, um, uh, brother, I think Apostle Reynolds mentioned from Babylon to Timbuktu. Oh, yeah. Um, by Rudy. Uh, International Jew by Henry Ford. And uh, or, just uh, me out, brother. Truth about the Black Biblical Hebrew Israelites by Ella Hewley, which I think is really the most concise and quick. You know, it's not a long book, but it gives you all of the pertinent details. That's the truth about Absolutely. Black by Ella Hewley. And if you really want to get deep, uh, Dr. Yosef Ben-Yakinen wrote a book called We the Black Jews. Uh, he was a descent, you know, he, he his father was an Ethiopian Jew. Um, uh, Ben-Ami. Valley of the book. Dry Bones is another one. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, as far as talking about Hebrew Israelite heritage, there's one called Hebrewisms of West Africa, where this white anthropologist went and studied the religious systems and, talk, and uh, really got into detail about the Hebrew Israelites' migrations away from what we know today as the Middle East on out to West Africa, where they were taken off into slavery 1,600 years later. So, you know, I wow. just wanted to encourage, encourage my brothers and sisters, you know, to, to, you know, don't get discouraged because people have outlined it for us. They've done all the work. Wow. All we have to do is read and study for ourselves. So. I just wanted to say don't be discouraged and don't be afraid to tackle this issue because uh, there are people, too, that you can talk to who can kind of get you up, up to speed. So, you know, so we're just going to thank Yahweh for everybody that was on because there was a lot of good information passed out. And, Brother Seth, thank you for having all this on and having this um, this group together to talk about these things. And may Yahweh bless everyone that's on the line tonight, and good night. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you very much. And again, y'all, that's Pastor Chris, and y'all heard his uh, bio earlier. Check him out. Look him up. Brother uh, Patrick, I'm going to come to you uh, at this time, sir. Final words, please. He's got us on mute, remember? So, oh, brother, can you hear me? Tell you what, Brother Ellis Shaw, if you can go ahead, uh, we'll go to Brother Patrick after you. Brother Ellis, sure. Go ahead with your final two, if you don't mind. Let us know what's going on. Uh, are your final words something to say? Uh, my final words are tip off from Sister Eliana. Weapons of our welfare are not, my, are not corner, but mighty through Elohim to the pulling down of strongholds. Um, 
the scripture says, study so thou self approved, work will not be ashamed of the truth. Um, everything should be tried and everything should be tested. When the scripture says pulling down strongholds, those are arguments and contentions that are contrary to the truth. Uh, the scripture says that we're to worship the Father in spirit and truth. The church up to this point has been very effective in worshiping the Father in spirit. It has been ineffective and it has been impotent when it comes to worshiping the Father in truth. Um, there was a long list of books that were just listed. Those books will give you historical information regarding what we're discussing. But if you want to know the heart of the matter, if you want to get it from the word of the Father, this, I ask, I, this is what I suggest. I suggest that you pray. I suggest first that you consider what's been said tonight on the previous programs and all that you heard in regard to this issue. Pray and ask the Most High for understanding. And when you pray, be receptive to let him lead you and guide you into truth. This truth is no different from any other truth that is, that is revealed in the scriptures, that is manifest in the scriptures and revealed by the Holy Spirit. The only thing is, it, is that we have a lot of impediments against it, and most of the impediments, and I know many of you will object, some will object to this, but I pray that you would really move your prejudice and just receive the truth and have, open your heart up to receive the truth. And the greatest impediment to this message is not those people who come from the world who have no religious or spiritual background who come up with a bunch of heresies. Because those people, many of those people, as the scripture says, the sinners of my people will, will die before we come into the fulfillment of this scripture, that's going to happen. Many of these people who are trying to do this in their flesh and in any things you see on YouTube or whatever, those people will come to naught. But I will tell you this, that the truth is about to come forth. And the real manifestation of who we are, because it's in the scriptures, it's determined. And whether you agree with it or disagree with it, it's going to happen. So if you want to be on the right side of history, Ask the Father to search your heart and to lead you and guide you into all truth. And my last prayer for you is Ephesians 1.17, that the Father would give you the spirit of wisdom and understanding and knowledge and the revelation of him, that you would know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the Mashiach. It takes revelation, and we're going to be different because we have the power. We're of the kingdom. And God, just say this, don't miss this. Don't miss this. This is the most major movement that has ever hit the planet Earth, other than Christ himself to planet Earth. And I was going to read some scriptures to show Isaiah that says Christ will return again to, return, to recover his people the second time. The first time he came, Israel rejected him. And he said, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name, of the name of the Father. Well, he will come again, and he will regather us from the nations of the planet. But all of us will not go. Only a remnant, and that's what I speak to, that election according to grace. Shalom. Amen. All right, shalom, brother. And I appreciate you, brother. Uh, that brother right there is a walking encyclopedia, especially on this man. I really appreciate him. Y'all just know we're just brothers, and so don't let the little earlier thing, that's just how we roll, you know. And I'm shocked it wasn't even more, because that's just how we roll. we got to be able to do that, disagree, and just disagree and move on to the next point. And, and just at the end, you just study your own Bibles and see what you come up with, okay? Listen to the Holy Spirit. The Scripture says you have the Holy One, and need not that any man should teach you. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Come to you, Brother Patrick. What does that mean? You have the Holy One and need it not that any man should teach you. What that is saying is 
Pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, the fivefold ministry is given to us to bring up the topic. Sometimes we can't hear the Spirit. And we need these ministers to bring up these things, and then we're supposed to, by our Spirit, as we hear them teach, when our Spirit say, that's it, we accept it then, just not because he's my pastor. Just not because he's my evangelist. Just not because he's the teacher at our church. You have the Holy One. The Holy Spirit, and you don't check that and say, yes, then you're following that man. And so when he don't like you no more, or he persecutes you or do something, being a man, or he goes to sleep with one of those women in the church, you lose your mind. Because he was your Holy Ghost. Brother Patrick, please, final words in less than two minutes, please, if possible. Oh, you know what it looked like we was dropped. Did we drop Brother Patrick? No, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay, what's wrong with your phone, brother? Go ahead. The final words, please, if you don't mind. Well, I just appreciate this conversation. I just want to encourage uh, brothers and sisters to do your study and pray, and I pray that the Most High will reveal it to you. You know, uh, we are the true Israelites and what is required of us. Thank you. Well, amen. Amen. I appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. And listen, folks, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Now, I do want to say a few more things real quick. If you, uh, the sister came on the show, and she said, from, I think, um, Mesa, Arizona, I'm pretty sure that was it. And she said, where do we go from here? Just based upon her and a lot of people, the feedback I've gotten of, of part one and part two tonight, I kind of think we should do a part three because I don't know if we completely, we don't have all the answers, folks, and we're not going to have all the answers, but I really would have liked to hit more practical things that we do from now on, like how to, my most uh, practical things we should do as Israelites in 2018. I think we hit that we are it. Well, we talked about how we can have the victory even now, but some people want to know practically, like how do we look at the world, how do we look at uh, our white brothers and sisters that are in power, uh, you know, how do we relate to them, how do we relate to them in business, those of us that are now conscious, I mean, who, how do we, do we stay in these churches, do we pull out, because, uh, you know, I don't think we should pull out these churches, these churches have a, this is not the most, um, I don't think it's the most important truth in the church. Like the LSU said, you got to have a relationship with the Father. Still got to live right. Still got to treat your wife right. Still got to eat right. Still got to do all the things that the churches teach. It's just that there's going to be some, it's going to be like a handicapped church. If you walk around as African-American, look at the church. Look at the church right now. Isn't Sunday the most segregated time of the church? Isn't we most segregated on Sunday? Thank you. Are we not, is there, is a, so-called church, white church, not ignoring black people getting shot. Thank you. <laughs> do, do not people in the church, uh, some of them, even all the police officers that are pulling the trigger. Thank you. The, this church is not right. It, it's some lies in there. So we can't throw away what our pastors, a lot of them are, are, are teaching because it's the Holy Spirit. And we know that because we listen to our spirit that say, yes, that's true. So I don't believe in Abandoning them to church, but Elishua said it best. You know, we really need to listen to what's being said. And if you know some people that are are believing the whole Bible and this revelation, might be a good idea to go there. 
But if you don't, and your church don't, but yet they have a good teacher that really know what he's talking about and really says some sound teaching, I'd say stay. And just, you know, keep it to yourself unless someone bring it up. The Father is going to set up the opportunity for you to share when it's time. You know, don't be pushy with it. And because our people is going through an identity crisis. I just, 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 oh my goodness, I just cannot understand how people can lead African Americans and they're living out these prophets and not tell them that's why. It's because they don't know. So listen, I want to just share another book real quick. Some people say, well, tell me more about these people in Israel, these white Jews. The only thing I can say to y'all, well, it's not the only thing I can say, but the only thing I can say in less than two or three minutes here is the a book called The Thirteenth Tribe. The Thirteenth Tribe does a good job talking about Kazaria, Kazaria, uh, Kazaria and the Khazars. Google that. Kazaria is spelled K-A-Z-A-R, Kazar, K-A-Z-A-R-I-A, I believe it is. But there's all types of YouTube uh, videos and all types of deep, concrete evidence about these people. A vast group of whites, so-called whites, because, you know, I don't believe in that term, no such thing as whites. Bible don't acknowledge it. We shouldn't. These people are not a people based upon skin color. We covered that last week. Check it out. Check out last week's show where I hit that a little harder. But there's no such thing. The Father don't acknowledge it. Those whites are from Africa that, uh, that, that migrated up there. Albinos. Albinism is the extreme white skin. Then melanin is on the other extreme, and as albinos mix with other people, they get more pigmentation. This formulates the uh, today whites as we know it. Europe is not the home of whites. Again, whites in uh, uh, albinos, excuse me, albinos in Pakistan, India area, when they have albinos, you cannot tell them from a European. Not to mention that Chinese, when they have albinos, folks, every non-white nation produce white-skinned people that can go live in Israel. So. Whites are not a nation based upon skin color. If so, that's confusion. They're all over the place. They, they, <laughs> that's not true. Who are those people? The Father called them. The Father formed them. Believe it. The Scripture says it. Over 20 Scriptures talking about he's going to bring a nation from the north, a nation from the north, a nation from the north. I'm talking like this and talking about this at this time in the show because we didn't get a chance to really cover the oppression of our people, but as long as you know who those people are, they are you. You are them. They are us. They are from our people. I don't know how we can separate these people. So when they come directly from, all of us come from Adam and Eve. I don't understand why we make it so different. You know, they no more different than the African. They more different. No, no more different than the Korean. They more no, no more different than the people from um, what, what am I, Papua New Guinea. How many of talk about Papua New Guineans? They're no more different than them. They, they are blood. They just have lost pigmentation. Simple and plain. And folks, y'all need to just throw up that white supremacy. And I, you know, if you have any trouble with what I'm saying with regards to skin color, think about this revelation. This, this freed me. Might free you, maybe if if you need it. There ain't nothing on the. If you look outside your window tomorrow morning when it's light. Look around the earth. Just ignore everything man-made. Just look at the greenery and the earth itself. There's no color that's the color of white people. If God made man from the earth, where is the color? Again, I believe they're us and we're them, so I'm not preaching no hatred. I'm just saying to you, and even light-skinned black folk, I'm saying the same situation. There's no color of that. There's no that, That's colors nowhere. 
I'm going to say it again. Light-skinned black people and white skin. There is no color on the earth that color. My mother was light-skinned, so you know I ain't about to say nothing crazy. What I'm trying to say is that color is a mutation, a recessive trait from melanin. Everything comes from that dark soil. How y'all think that Bible is white is just, you got to think a little, some of, you, some of us just got to just think things out. Calm down, you know, quieten down is what I meant to say. Go to the park, get into a quiet atmosphere, pray to the Father, ask him to these things be so. Just like I did when I asked those five questions and he gave those answers. And that's what produced five smooth stones. Those five topics we call five smooth stones. Speaking of five smooth stones, follow the show. There's two ways you can follow us. You can follow any particular episode, like when we if we set up a show. You can go to the front page and, and right on the side of that show, if you go to Blog Talk Radio, if you go to Google and type in Blog Talk Radio space five smooth stones, you come to our front page. You can follow any episode, uh, any future episode. That's, it'll give you a 15-minute warning when it's getting ready to start. Or you can just follow Five Smooth Stones anytime we do any show. All you need is a phone number. That's it. That's all you can do. You can now set up with just a phone number or email. Uh, email, I meant to say. An email. And if you know don't know your phone number, do have an email. So check your local carrier and they can give you an email to your phone. Every phone has an email. But anyway, folks, I've really enjoyed this. I know we've kind of went a little lengthy tonight, but this is not no simple, simple little problem. It's a very complicated problem and needs um, the Father to give us answers. So I am just so thankful for the, my panel. I thought they did wonderful. I'm so thankful for them and their love and their um, for our people. You can hear it in every one of them, couldn't you? Very, very, very spiritual people. Um just looking over my notes here, and then we're going to wrap up the show, make sure we cover everything. Listen, folks, if y'all don't know by now, I love every single one of y'all, every single one of you. And there's just nothing you can do about it. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Folks, next week, I don't know if we're going to do a part three or not. Um, but i tell you one thing. I will post something as soon as we know. And uh, I think I'm leaning towards you, so I was going to cover Panther, the the Black Panther, the movie. But um, the way this is good, the way this show went tonight, and that sister, I can't get out of my spirit, who says, where do we go from here? And, um, and let me just say this to that sister and anybody else that want to know this. My most popular show, Five Smooth Stones' most popular show is a show says, How Shall We Live as Israelites? That'll be something you can Google right now, my sister, if you really, 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 really want to um, – the answer to that, I had on Brother LSU, the gentleman that was just talking, and some other brothers that was sharp as a tack. You can listen to that show right now in the archive by typing, going to Google and typing in uh, Blog Talk Radio, How Shall We Live as Israelites? And it should take you to Five Smooth Stones. If it don't, just type in Blog Talk Radio, uh, Five Smooth Stones, How Shall We Live as Israelites? And that show have over 8,000 listens of people listen to it. So, that should answer your question. I just you're in my spirit right now, and I just don't think we. You probably. I think we gave you enough though. But just in case we did, please go there. I'm gonna go back to play this uh, this Nigerian uh, singer. That song really blessed me, and I think it's worth playing again. Again, her name is Sinak, S I N A C H. P 
powerful believer and uh in Nigeria. Uh check her out. This is Waymaker again. Good night everybody.
sing to you. He's always on time. He's a way made. He's never late. It doesn't matter how long it takes. He always comes out on time. Lift up your hands and worship. We worship you. Lift up your hands. Let's sing it to him. Just them, come on, way make them. One more time over your life. 